in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your hubbubbera. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor hits, gate bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Halloween, Tuesday, October 31st. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Cards fans, take a career to new heights with an MBA from the University of Louisville. It's a full-time MBA program. It's an innovative 12-month program that accelerates your career trajectory with convenient in-person evening classes Get started today and earn your degree in just one year. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash MBA. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. So if Louisville beats Virginia Tech on Saturday and then takes care of business against Virginia on Thursday, I think that there's a strong likelihood that given the way the current schedule lays out, even if they lose to Miami in the penultimate weekend of the regular season, we're still probably going to go to Charlotte. I think for Florida State, you can pencil them in. They're going to be in the conference championship game. It's a it's an opportunity for us to do something we've never done before, win a conference championship at the in the ACC. And I'm excited about it. And if you look at the current bowl projections, they all bear this out. They're all saying Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl. That's the product of Jeff Brom's 7-1 start, the only sport that's currently taking place at Louisville besides volleyball and men's soccer, and we're excited to talk about it for the next three hours. We will not. We will talk about other things today. It is the Halloween show spooktacular. It will be the scariest one yet because of events that transpired last night. We will talk about it. We have 13 text messages before the intro song even started. That's always a good sign. <laughs> that means that means people are excited. Uh, before we do any of it, Trevor right. Kelsey. That might be the word I'm looking for. But. <laughs> Trevor Kelsey, how are you on this Halloween afternoon? I love how you went to put. I I I would put money on it, and I can legally bet on it because I'm in Kentucky now. That you would have spent the first ten minutes talking about the Lions win last night. I we can talk about the Lions win. We can talk about Gilbert Arenas' daughter just committed to U of L. The trade deadline in the NFL. Tra- of course, the Commanders are just giving out people left and right to everyone right now. I saw that they've given up. The Giants have given up as well. They're trading people left and right. It's uh, it's the Vikings are giving up. They're taking Dobbs at quarterback now. <laughs> There's lots to discuss. There's lots to talk about. Lots going on. I, I, I think we've. And then we can talk about Halloween candy. I would like to rank Costumes. Halloween candy for the next two and a half years. Talk about hours. Yeah, I mean, we talk about. I mean, yeah, we Halloween movies. 
uh, we talk we talk about the origin. Did you know the origin of Halloween is from Ireland? All Hallows Eve. And did you know that there are zero snakes in Ireland? Thanks to St. Patrick. Is that what it's from? Yeah, he killed them all. Yeah, that's cool. And that's why we drink a lot of beer. And they've never returned. No, that's how. That's how. You know who else I would never? I would like to never return. I'm trying to think of other facts <laughs> that I can think of before we can even get into this. You know, that's about Ireland. <laughs> the only state in America that does not require you to wear a seatbelt. It's the second, second largest country that's an island next to Great Britain. Well, I think you butchered that fact. <laughs> it's only made up of two countries. You said first of all, you said Ireland's the second largest country in Ireland next to Great Britain. <laughs> that's an island. Never it made no sense whatsoever, regardless of what you said. Well, if you want you want something not to make sense, then then transition to the next thing you were going to. I didn't even given up the text line number, and we have seventeen texts now. We well, had we had, we had thirteen before the song the started to give them out. I mean, still, there's some people listening probably today that don't typically listen that are like, oh, I want on both sides. There's some angry U of L fans. There are some, you know, just rubbing their hands in delight, probably fully erect UK fans that are listening to the show. That's fine. We welcome you. Happy to have you on board. We're going to give you exactly what you want today. And what you want to know is the Lions have officially acquired Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Browns. Damn right. It's official. Six and two, baby. Good move. Six and two. Jack Harlow performing at Thanksgiving. He was there last night. He was. It's going to be great. He was. He's just hanging out there early. I guess it was, I'm surprised we didn't see Eminem. He's a Lions fan. One of his like good friends messaged me and was like, I'm going to the game in Detroit, which I didn't. I, had, I was like, okay, cool, and had no idea why until hours later. But he was like, give me some some bets. Gave him three bets, one hit. I was like, damn it. Did I cost Harlow money? Is that on me? <laughs> At least he's doing the line. I think you'll game. be okay. It was yeah. the worst thing that happened to me from a sports perspective last night. Yeah. Like, Not even close. What, 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 I mean, what, oh, you mean because of Raw. Yeah, you watched Raw last night, too. I'm just you? geared up for AEW tomorrow. Yeah, you're going, right? You're I'm with so me? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We're leaving. As soon as we leave here tomorrow, we're going straight down to the, the Yum Center. <sighs> Keep the sharp objects. You know I'm going to kidnap you, right? All right, we got to get into it. We, we, the people are they're thirsty for blood. We got to get. We, I don't know what you're talking. We about. We have to start cutting ourselves now at this point. <laughs> so last night a basketball game was played. Oh God! <laughs> <sighs> 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 it's not a great basketball game. The Cardinals, the once proud University of Louisville men's basketball Cardinals. Why did I come back for the show? Things were going a lot better when you were there. I know. I, can, I feel like I should have just done it yesterday and then bounced for another whistle. We were winning exhibitions by 41 points when you were, while you were gone. I continue your rant. I haven't even started my rant. I know. <laughs> so Louisville played Kentucky Wesleyan last night. A once proud Division II program that has fallen on a bit of hard times recently. Have not won 20 games since the 2016-17 season. Have not had a winning record in a non-COVID year since the 2016-17 season. A team that is projected to finish 8th in the great Midwest, Midwest Athletics Conference in Division Two out of 13 teams. Bottom half team in a middling conference in Division Two. They came into the KFC Yum Center last night. And exactly one year to the day that Louisville was bested by Lenore Ryan in a game that set the stage, essentially, for the worst season in the history of the program, Kentucky Wesleyan looked like the superior team for a solid two hours and walked out of the Yum Center with a 71-68 win over Louisville that I think set some of the fan base on fire. Obviously, there's been a, a large reaction 
There's been, I mean, we, we're up to 25 texts now already. We, we, uh, like, and I haven't said anything controversial yet. No, like, like the, the, there's, a, I think, a large segment of the fan base that was holding out some hope. A, a, honestly, a segment of the fan base that was staunchly in Kenny Payne's corner has now been broken to a degree. I, I think an even larger segment of the fan base that was already a little bit, I don't want to use the word apathetic because apathy does not play here, but, but, but part of the fan base that was already broken, that was expecting the worst, kind of got what they expected and, and reacted accordingly. I don't know even what to say that we didn't say a thousand times last winter. And the reason for that is everything that I saw last night from approximately 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock looked exactly like what we saw from late October through early March of last season. Nothing was different. Nothing was different. Maybe you can point to it like the, you know, the, the ball movement on the, the the exterior was a little bit better and you know, the, the bounce passes were a little bit crisper. The effort level sucked. The offensive game plan was non-existent. The defensive game plan was wildly inconsistent and at most times non-existent. The rebounding effort was atrocious. They were out-rebounded by 14 against a D2 team that I don't think played anybody that was taller than six foot five. I think they did have a 6'7". The 6'7 kid was from Spain. I think the kid was like 6'9", but I don't know if he played a lot. The 6'7 kid is their best player from Spain, and he did. But it wasn't even that. It was long rebounds and it was effort. It yeah. was reading. They took a bunch of long shots. They didn't even shoot the ball well. They were 7 of 27 from three. We shot 34% from the field, which is not good. They shot 36% from the field. This wasn't some fluky game where a bunch of dudes come in and just hit a ridiculous amount of 24, 25 footers, and then we just didn't shoot well, and we had a bunch of fluky breaks. They were hungrier than we were. They shot 25% from three. They were better coached than we were, if we're being honest. They back cut us to death, which we saw teams do from November through March of last year, and we never learned, and we never started defending it better. Our bigs did nothing. Our guards looked selfish at times. There was no energy whatsoever coming from our bench, no enthusiasm, nothing changed. And when things went wrong, the demeanor of our coaching staff was exactly the same. Nolan Smith would do his like angry jump up off the bench and then turn around and sit back down. Kenny Payne would do his hands out like, I can't believe these guys. What's going on here? Danny Manning, I think, was asleep for a solid 25 minutes. And then Josh Jamison's just holding the clipboard there doing God knows what. It was exactly the same thing that we saw all last season. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. The crowd, which was probably, what, 5,000 people strong, didn't even have the energy to, to, to boo or to groan. It was almost expected. Any hope that I was harboring that this was going to be not just like a, I, I still think this team, based on talent and the worst schedule we've seen in a long time alone, should, should, be able to win like double digit games. I'm not, <laughs> I don't feel as confident in that happening as I was before last night. But any hope that I, I had outside hope that this team could overachieve to the point that we all felt confident in the direction of the program moving forward, whether they made the NCAA tournament this year or just flirted with the NCAA tournament this year, it's gone. Like there is no longer, I, I've thought it for a long time. I, I've said it for a long time. I no longer have any, that, that little, part in the, the recesses of my brain that was holding out some hope 
maybe this is going to work out. Maybe this can be okay. We want this. He's a nice guy. He's an alum. All that good stuff. It's gone. There's no part of me now that thinks that this can work. There's no part of me that thinks that this is not going to end badly. And end badly in the relatively near future. I'm not saying we need to do list radio yet. There's plenty of time for that. But any hope that I was harboring that this thing could be salvaged, I know it's an exhibition game. I know it doesn't count. But in a lot of ways, it does count because you lost one of these a year ago. And everyone said at that time, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. If he wanted to have won it, he could have. He was just trying to send a message. You don't need to send the same message two years in a row. There's no part of this that was a message trying to be sent to his team. And if it was, if we needed that wake-up call again, then Lord help us. What the hell are we doing after a four-win season? And to hear him, we're going to talk about the post-game press conference a lot today, to hear him essentially regurgitate the greatest hits from last season was beyond infuriating. He essentially, like, he, it was like me, sophomore year of high school, copying and pasting something that I'd written in seventh grade and being like, I think this still applies. He, he like... What he said, the, the talent thing, which I'll play the clip here in a second, made no sense whatsoever. And it's the same exact thing that he would say last year after losses to you know Clemson or North Carolina or Duke or whatever. And to, to use the same exact excuses when all offseason you've talked about the upgrade in talent, the upgrade in character, we're going to be different. Things are going to look different. And then to be like, well, they're just not listening to me. They just don't get it. They're trying. Winning is hard. We're never going to have more talent than anybody else. It What? There, there, there was nothing that took place on the court from 7 to 9 or off the court from about 9 to 9.30 that should have instilled confidence in anybody. It made me, I've, I've thought this since, I mean, I've thought this since 2018. The first time there was a coaching search where his name came up. But last night was the definitive piece of evidence that at least as of right now, who knows what happens 20 years from now or whatever, Kenny Payne's not fit to be a head coach. I don't think that he knows what he's doing. I don't think that he's surrounded with himself with people that can help him. I don't think that the coach, the, the players have any belief that he knows what he's doing. I don't think last year they had any belief that he knows what he's doing. And I do think that that led to a lot of the issues that you saw and a lot of the listlessness that was out there. And I've got no faith that this is going to be anything than another abject failure. And it's October 31st. We haven't even flipped the calendar to November, for God's sake. It feels terrible to think this. It feels terrible to think that we're going to spend the next five months essentially spinning our wheels and wasting time before we can start the process of getting this program back to being somewhere near the realm of where we expect it to be. But after last night, how could you have watched that and think anything else today? All right, Trev, you go. That's a good point. I mean, I, uh, lots of alcohol maybe? To make you convinced it's going to be okay. I, Even then, I've been pretty drunk before. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was pretty stoned, and I still was pretty. I was crying last night, so I mean, I was in a fetal position for at least like the last twelve minutes of the game. Uh, I, I, I hate when I'm right. Um, welcome to my world. I mean, I think I think you you're, you're kind of you, you were trying to be a little more optimistic going into this exhibition season, and I was not. And I think you're kind of... You're like, using optimistic very loosely. Well... I still am painted as Kenny Payne hater number by, one. By comparison to me, you were you were sunshines and rainbows. You did pick a five-point win yesterday. I did, and I was wrong. Which, in hindsight, <laughs> looks wildly optimistic. 
it looks wildly wrong, too. It's like me picking 12 <laughs> wins last year and everyone losing their mind and then us winning four games and being like, I was three times more confident than I should have been. When I picked this to win by five, I think, I think you almost fell out of your seat over there. You're like, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, Wesleyan's <laughs> bad. We, it's, I it's, told you. And, it, and you. and that's been your reasoning, and I understand your reasoning for why you thought we were going to be better this year. When you look at UMBC. And, I still and think we're going to be better this year, to be I, fair. I mean. You can't be worse. I mean, I agree. I think we're going to win six games, maybe. But that's the Rutherford guarantee is still out there. I'm not backtracking on that. I mean, we're going to win at least five. I games. hate to be the one to say it, but I'm. I mean, I might be. I'd love to know what the odds are that Jeff Brom might win more games in his first year as football coach than Kenny Payne will his first two years combined as basketball coach. Jesus Christ. I I, he, I don't think he can. I mean, unless it's he can, not an unreasonable unless he can play defense and shoot a three. I don't think he can help us. And he wasn't very tall. At least he's a guard. He's taller than you think. How tall was Jesus? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Do we have a record of that somewhere? It's like six eight. <laughs> I can see him being tall. Okay, move on. All right. Uh, well, I mean, we need him. We need anything. I'll take any of the twelve disciples at this point. Well, he's you know, he's he's not helping Dabo anymore. So he's te- I think he's well. Right, can we get into the Dabo thing later too? Maybe he's, he's an NIL deal. Can you imagine Dabo had Kenny's roster? He, he might even be alive today. Um. I just, yeah, it, it was, I, I watched it, and it, what, what made it even worse was, I know I know I, this is my only personal rant, like, no one gets annoyed more trying to watch basketball games on the streaming ESPN Plus app. I believe that. And it, it did me. Like, I, I think some reason it works for everyone perfectly but me. It constantly freezes, it gets fuzzy, it, 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 it's, it'll, it'll pause, and then I'll try to, like, restart it, and I'll have to start it at the beginning. And there's nothing worse than having to deal with that while also watching your favorite team play like utter poop. I mean, it, it's just like just pouring gasoline onto the fire. And it's last night, it's just, I was just getting I'm amazed. I didn't throw anything because I've gotten the, like last year numb to me a little bit enough to it. Oh, for sure. But I'm just, I still keep the center and I'm sitting there just watching. Like, just, what do you, I mean, there's, there, I'm watching guys just wide open, three guys following a ball. Like they look like my dogs chasing the treat around the room. We have no concept of basic defensive principles. And, Still, and, none. And then, none. Off- and then offensively, I got everybody standing. I got Sky Clark just trying to dribble around. I got Tyler trying to dribble around a little bit. Let's say Tyler. I think of Dabo Sweeney now. Do you, do you think you do better than me, Tyler? <laughs> it was very uh, funny. Uh, so yeah, I just uh, I don't. I mean, you you said everything. I mean, there was no. You could show this game film to somebody, this game to somebody, and ask them, is this year one or year two? And they're going to have no idea. They're going to say year one. They're going to have to assume year one because there's no way in year two this team could look this bad. And I agree. I think there's more talent on this roster. That just makes it even more sadder to me. It does. 100%. I don't know if it's a lot. I'm not saying the talent level is blossomed to where the coaching staff should be able to, like, there's no excuse not to win 20 games or whatever. But... I mean, last year's roster wasn't great, and there's was no excuse to win four games. This roster is there's but there's room for more improvement. There's still youth for sure, but I have no faith in this coaching staff to bring it out. I have no faith in this coaching staff to get the most out of it. I have no and I have no reason to have faith in it. You can you can call me a hater. Kenny campaign can say what he wants about me and says I just don't believe in the program or whatever else he wants. The excuse he wants to give, you've given me nothing to show me why I should have faith. Tell me, tell me, give me one reason, Kenny. One. What? That's all I ask. I don't need. I don't need two. I don't need three. I don't need six. I don't need eight. I need one. One reason why I should have faith that you are going to bring the best out of this team. One. There is none. There's not. Do I ask a lot? I don't. Last night, you know, watching the game, we had had 
in the Patino era and in the Crum era, and we did lose an exhibition game in the, in the late in the Crum era. Is he a losing record in exhibition games? Or are we two and two? We're two and two. Oh, that's not we true. are one and two against Division two teams, however, which is not great. I couldn't remember how I couldn't remember if we went zero two last year or not. I forgot. No, we beat Chaminade. Oh, but yeah. we lost to you know Simmons College is not a, a, a D two program, so we are we are one and two against Division two. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, we do own the Miac, however. We are one and zero against the Miac. I mean, well, and we, got, were, and we got Coppin State in a couple weeks, right? We've got Coppin State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, circle that one. Mental health awareness night. We've got. <laughs> it's that's a real thing. It's happened. I know. I heard you say it while I was gone, and I could not. Stop I wasn't. I, I wasn't ready for. It. I didn't mean for the reaction to be insensitive. I oh, just wasn't ready for it, and I read it, and I was like, well, I mean, the joke's right there. What do you want oh, me to do? The joke is, isn't every night mental health awareness night in the guinea pig era? But I, so, <laughs> Louisville played close exhibition games under Rick Pitino. I think there was one year we played Georgetown College, like it was like 101-99. Remember we talked about it? It, it was, was when he did the interview exactly, on the football, yeah. For the West Virginia game in 2006, and that ended up being a Louisville team that was fine. They, they uh, you know, beat the absolute piss out of Stanford and then lost to Texas A&M in the tournament. It was a, a good Louisville team. They ended up being just fine. In all of those instances, I remember being like like so into the end of games because even though it didn't count, like you wanted to avoid the embarrassment of being that team that's they're showing your highlights on Sports Center and every, all the college basketball world's like, oh my god, yeah, they, Louisville lost to whoever. You, you don't want you don't want to be the main character in that story. You remember when Syracuse did it a few years back? They I mean, lost to Lemoyne. Yeah, and that was all over. I mean, I remember losing to athletes in action the one year. Now the I mean, thing the, the Syracuse lost was Jim Beheim was punishing them. He made them play man-to-man defense the entire game, so it was oh, a little bit misleading. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. But there, there typically are like one or two power conference teams a year that will lose an exhibition game, and everybody points and laughs. And and so I remember being like really nervous at the end of those games, like don't let this be us, don't let this be us. And last year, I mean, we didn't have a chance to be nervous because we lost by ten, which is embarrassing. But last night, like I, I almost felt nothing. Like, like I, I was angry, but I wasn't overly surprised. I wasn't even overly disappointed. It was just kind of like, yeah, like the, that's who we are now. Like, like we are. There's no other way to say it. We are. We're, we're the laughing stock of college basketball. We are the power program that everybody is like, oh my god, how in the world did this happen? It's been so bad for a while, and it just keeps getting even worse. That program has been. Every time we think we have a new low, we just keep. You know, somebody brings out a jackhammer, and we just start digging away again, and just find a new depth. We keep and, digging. We're going to be in China by tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, surely the guy. I say it can't get worse. Like, I mean, can we go zero and thirty-two this year? Is is that possible? <laughs> I don't think so. But my God, every time I say it can't get worse, something like this happens. Uh, what baffles me was when I went on social media after the game, and like some of the national writers like just in shock that we lost. I'm like, do you remember us last year? I saw a lot of national writers who were like, "This is what we were talking about." This is, I mean, and I, I said this was a a constant theme during last season. I thought we had one of the bizarre instances where. The national media was more shocked and almost harder on the failing head coach than the the, the local people. I mean, Kevin Sweeney last night, who writes for Sports Illustrated, yeah, he says, at what point does the conversation start on whether or not Kenny Payne is the worst coaching hire in the history of college basketball? And he says, outside of a scandal hire like like Dave Bliss, who you know for off the court reasons wound up being a terrible hire. Congratulations, Kenny. The only bar you can't turtle is the guy that covers up murders. So far. <laughs> But that's out there. I mean, Brian Roth. Hey, winning's hard, Kenny. Brian Roth, who, who's a great writer for for uh, the Three Man Weave and, and does some a lot of he helped out with the Almanac and like really knows the stuff. He he watched the game last night and said Louisville was playing all the Kenny Payne hits last night. 
Poor shot selection, lackluster effort on the glass and in transition, slow or non-existent defensive rotations. There's no sense of urgency, no sense of real plan on either end of the floor. This is, I mean, everybody is saying some variation of the same thing. And the post-game press conference, play the, I sent you the clip, Trev. Like, the one, if you're listening to this show, you've probably heard it or at least read the headline that I, I think has generated the largest reaction from the fan base. But if you haven't, I feel like you should hear the, old, the whole thing from Kenny Payne's uh, own mouth. This is about what? It's, like, it's not that long. It's like a minute a minute, long. A minute ten. Here, here's Kenny Payne talking about talent last night. The disconnect is understanding fully how hard that you got to practice, how hard you got to play, how desperate you have to be defensively. Um, the disconnect is other teams are good. Um, I knew going into this game that this was going to be a tough game. We needed it to be a tough game um, because we need to know exactly um, how hard we got to play against good talent. Um, you know, that team played well against St. Louis. Um, there's a reason. They're a pretty good team. Uh, and they've been together and they play hard and they understand what the coach is asking them to do. We are learning about ourselves. We don't have a ton of experience, but we do have experience. But the disconnect is, again, how hard are you really going to beat teams with your talent or are you going to beat teams with the work ethic, with the toughness, with the fight? We can't beat teams with talent. We're never going to be the most talented team, but we can beat them with fight. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You were you were you had three times the talent that team did. You played kids that I've never heard of that grew up in this area. Uh, what was what was the middle of the statement of my favorite one that kind of got overlooked? Is we were seeing how hard we have to play to beat a team like this. And you won four games last year. Shouldn't you be playing as hard as you can at every game? It is inconceivable <laughs> that this is still like. These are the exact same things that he said last year. Oh, yeah. You can get away like with, with saying the we're not going to win that game with talent when it's last year's team playing, I don't know, Duke. You can't say that when you just lost to Kentucky Wesleyan on your home floor. A, a team picked to finish in the bottom half of a middling Division II conference does not have more talent than you. Look at your roster. Sky Clark, former five-star. Dennis Evans, Former five-star. Brendan Huntley-Hatfield, former five-star. Everybody else, former four-star. Don't we have like a top ten recruiting class on this team? Number The sixth-ranked recruiting class okay. in the country without Trenton Flowers. Yeah. I mean, where do you Kentucky Wesleyan's uh, recruiting class ranked in this, in, that, in this year? If you took the Kentucky Wesleyan players and the Louisville players and let them shoot around and warm up for ten minutes and then you asked any average basketball person in the world to line up and pick teams – they're not picking a Kentucky Wesleyan player with their first pick. They're not picking a Kentucky Wesleyan player with one of their first ten picks. No, probably not. Well, maybe nines. Who? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. To say that we can't beat teams with talent is just... Also, even if that's true, which it's not, the one saving grace that you had to your name when we hired you, no head coaching experience, no. John Calipari coaching tree, didn't... Wasn't offered any other head coaching jobs by anybody else outside of DePaul, which also, that's not even for sure. The one thing was, he can get us talent. He's going to bring the best talent in the country into Louisville. We're going to recruit like Duke, and we're going to recruit like Kentucky. 
The question is whether or not he can coach them up. And now he's saying, we don't have the talent to beat Kentucky Wesleyan. That's your job. That's like the one thing you were supposed to be able to do. What, like, like you said, Trev, give us one thing to be able to point to and say, I, I don't know, I still think this can work. There's nothing. If you're saying you can't get the talent that's on par with Kentucky Wesleyan, what are we even doing here? What are we talking about? What are you talking about? Maybe he should go. Can we switch coaches with Kentucky Wesleyan? He's a Saint X guy. I don't care. I don't even care who he is. I'm just saying he's got local ties. Maybe he'd be interested. We've got like I also heard this morning on on, on Drew show. They played the audio. You know he did. He does like a post game interview one on one with Bob uh, Valvano after his press conference. He being Kenny. He being Kenny. Okay. And Bob, to his credit, brought up the that quote and said, you know, you you just talked about in the press conference. You're not going to beat any team with talent, even that one. Louisville fans aren't going to like to hear that. What do you have to say to them? Oh, and he's like, I hope, I hope they would understand it. Like it's, he's like, I'm sorry, the truth hurts sometimes. I'm like, it's, 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 it's not the truth. Well, you, you want, you want, you want to know how you know, the truth hurts, Kenny? You suck as a coach. You don't need to be here. Step down. You're hurting a program you say you love. I'm sorry, Kenny. Truth hurts, buddy. I, I mean. What part? I, I just, it's like he glitched and his brain went back to one of the nonsensical talking generalizations post game pressers from last year, one of the 28 that we had. And he was like, I just, I remember this clip. Let's copy and paste that bad boy and let's just say the same stuff. Everything that he said were all things that he said throughout last year. And he spent the entire offseason, whenever he did talk to the local media or anybody, Saying, uh, talking about how things were going to be different and how the fans were all going to see that, and then it's it's exhibition game two, and it's I I got to get them to buy into what we're preaching. I gotta, you know, they, they got to play for the name on the front of the jersey. They've got to, you know, we talked about this and they didn't do it. That's your job. You can't get away. I mean, he he did the same thing he did last year, where it was like in the middle of an answer, he would say, you know, the coach has got to be better, or that's on me. And then spend the next three minutes talking about why it wasn't on them and how I just I can't reach these kids. I you know they're just they're not listening to us. We're saying the right things. They're just not doing it. I hope that they get it. I hope this is a wake up call. I think you're going to see us start playing better. You can't do that in year two. You you, mean, you really can't do that in year you one. Not division, another exhibition game, especially. It is the easiest time in the history of college basketball to rebuild any program, let alone. Yeah. A top seven program. I'm going down to seven now. We're, we're back down to seven. A top seven program. Kentucky Wesleyan's so bad of a loss. It bumped us in it, great we're, by, we're behind Indiana now. We're back behind. I'm done. Oh, good Lord. We, we dropped a spot. A top seven program in the history of college basketball. It has never been easier to turn a program around like Louisville in the snap of a finger. How bad is Kenny Payne? He is, he is so bad. He caused Louisville to fall down a spot in history's rankings. He did. We're down. That's it, not it, good. That just happened. There is no, there are no three, four, five-year rebuilds in college basketball anymore. That is a nonsensical thing that someone will tell you to try and buy time and cover the fact that they're doing poorly at their job. Unless you're some like minor school, like, not like Minnesota or something, maybe even. Not even in Minnesota. I agree, probably. I mean, again, Iowa State, two wins three years ago. Next year, snap of a finger, sweet 16. Yeah. What do they do? They hired the right coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kansas State. Three straight years, bottom of the Big 12, pick to finish dead last in the Big 12, snap of a finger, three seed, elite eight. What did they do? They hired the right coach. 
the right coach will turn things around very quickly. So you believe that what I've always said, coaches make the programs, not the other way around? I don't think that's. In, I don't think. I think it's a little too cut and dry. Okay. I do think that nowadays, with the right coach and the right infrastructure, you can turn things around very, very quickly. I do think the coach is the most important thing. I mean, you got to have talent, but I think with the right coach, this year's team would not be a bad team. Like, I, I mean, I it, I see pieces that with the right system, the right energy, the right motivator, you can one hundred percent win twenty games with this group. I don't think that that's even really debatable. And I don't think this team's going to sniff 20 games. No. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm all worked up. I mean, I don't know if they've been right coach 20. I mean, maybe, yeah. I think so. I really do. I'd like to think. I'd like, I, I, I would say they at least went 15. The schedule should, like, there should be eight automatic wins at the very least on the schedule. Problem is, I guess it's hard for me to believe it because I'm, I am get so little out of the coaching staff I'm seeing from them right now that. Maybe it, if, I, if, I, if I saw a real coach with them, I would probably be with you. Sometimes I forget, and I, I do encourage, like, I think the best thing that you can do as a Louisville fan, whether the coach is really, really bad or really, really good, is to watch a lot of, or as much as you can, just other college basketball games. When people used to complain about Patino teams, and look, we're Louisville fans, we're going to complain whenever there's a loss or whenever the team, I and mean, we used to complain about, like, only beating an exhibit, like, like winning an early season game by 15. No, oh, those days, man. I would always say watch other college basketball teams because we always played harder. We always seemed more prepared. Our bench was always more energetic. We always were the first ones to run over and pick our guys up. And now when people have been like, I, I don't know, like I'm seeing some good things. I think we're going to be okay. I say watch other teams. Everyone plays harder. Everyone has a more energetic bench. Everyone seems to have a better culture. Everyone has a more free-flowing offense and an easy-to-pick-up-on scheme or just mentality on defense. We never pressure the ball. We never pressure the ball. Teams are never tired at the end of games against us because we don't make them work at all. We never defend the high ball screen the same way two times in a row. I don't think we have any idea what we're doing. We never play low. When did we ever guard the high ball screen? How many times I had to watch a guy and just the switcher just lag over there? To- we don't communicate. We have, there's one play where we had three guys go with the roller and yeah, nobody stay that. with the guy and the, the ball in his hands. And, and the guy and then he tossed to the dude in the corner, hit a wide open three. That was like three minutes left in the game, by the way. And it's all the same bleep that we saw last year, which was the worst season in the history of the program. So don't you can't and you can't tell me like last season doesn't matter. Last season doesn't matter. It matters when it's the only piece of evidence we have on our head coach's resume. It's all we have to go off of, and it was terrible. So when you see something that looks wildly similar to what you saw for the last five months last year and what looked wildly similar to the first exhibition loss that you all said didn't matter last season, it's pretty easy to get a little bit nervous, to get a little bit scared, and to draw some sweeping conclusions about how the rest of this year is going to go. And I think that you should be understanding about that. Let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll rant some more. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Halloween to you here on 1450 and 96.1. I think my music choices for the Halloween season are going to be as, I don't know, not going to ring as well. The big X.
go with Hocus Pocus. I was thinking this is like Kenny Payne's next press conference. Watch out, watch out, watch out. I've been been a spell on you, and now your little life will be wretched. I've been listening to Hocus Pocus songs on, like, just an endless loop for the last two weeks, because Virginia's become obsessed with Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I don't think I have, uh, this one when I think it did from Hocus Pocus. This one, well, there's, Hocus Pocus 2 came out, I guess, last year, and they have, like, two songs from that. Oh, I've never. Gonna heard. get you, get you, get you, get you. Yeah, so, like, they've been, and John's in, into it, too, so it's just, yeah. I don't think I'll probably ever watch Hocus Pocus 2, but. It actually it. wasn't as bad as I thought. I was worried. It was, it was entertaining. I liked it. There were enough throwbacks to make I'm it. I'm not going to hate on it. I just, I just have no need to watch it. That's fine. Like if Hocus Pocus came out now, I wouldn't watch it. Well, maybe I would eventually, because I am, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a kid sometimes. You did watch Frozen and Frozen too. <laughs> yeah, but that was just because I was I did that for Virginia. Sure. Now I watched Frozen sure. for her. Virgin, Frozen two, I watched for myself because I'm still okay. And I can't help it. I got to watch the second one now. Where's the third one? <laughs> we did have a, a I mean. The Lions did win last night. We, we were joking. They covered. About, I told you to take. I told you to take that money. I did. I, I had two other bets that did not. I, I thought Jerry Goff would throw more than one touchdown pass. Did not. Prop bets. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I should just. I should have just kept it simple. But I did bet the Lions to cover. They did. You're welcome. Looking good. Six and two. Feeling back on the back in the saddle. I'm Riding back. High. Got Harlow coming for Thanksgiving. It's it's all happening. That was fun. The uh, I didn't catch any of the World Series game. I forgot to turn it on. Our boy Brandon fought. Local boy did not have a great outing. I did bet. I did bet him though, so I know I lost that little bit. Yeah, I didn't the, put. I, don't, I didn't bet as much though. So. The Rangers go up two one. I believe game four is tonight. So tonight. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm surprised they don't put more. Like, why, I, how do they do back? Why are they doing back to back days in the World Series when they, they stretch it so far? And then when they get to the series, they're like, "Let's do it all now at once." Here we go. We're, we're at crunched against time. Well, they don't really stretch it that far. Like it just kind of it's it's pretty bang bang bang. You just have a lot of series going on. I guess so. Maybe you're right. At the NBA, they now the, the NBA is the worst. Yeah, the finals have like three days off between games. It's, yeah, it, it's obnoxious. But the NBA's postseason is three months. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if there's you know, game four is tonight. Game five is is Wednesday. They play. They're playing back to back to back games in Arizona, and then they'll only be off Friday, Saturday. Basically, they they want to avoid having any sort of conflict with Sunday. So they'll play if well, it goes seven games. Them, yeah. If it goes seven games, their only day off between now and Saturday is going to be Thursday. I wonder what the ratings were compared to last night with the Lions game on Monday Football. Probably small. Which, by the way, I'm sorry I had to tell you this. The Lions helmets, ugliest things I've ever seen. Yeah, you hated them. I didn't mind. Those things were hit. I turned it on. I thought it was having an epileptic seizure or something. I was like, what what is that? They're so bright. They don't even match the jerseys. They don't. They were hideous. It's like that. I think I've worn that shirt before that has that exact logo. It's, It's blue. My buddy of mine got it. It's like a small. It does not fit me very well. It's very tight. Um, I know the logo because actually when I went to the game in 93, that was the logo that I remember. I just, I never forget that logo was on my ticket stub because it was the 50th anniversary of their, their last like title. And that was like the logo I guess they wore when they won their last world championship. Yeah, I think the logo looks better on shirts and stuff than it does on, on a helmet. I, it, it the color the, was fine. It wasn't the logo. It was, the color, the, it was just too bright and blue. It was, I don't know. It just it didn't, I didn't like it. And you're right. It also did not didn't blend match. with the jersey. Yeah, it didn't match at all. All right, uh, back to the, the topic of hand. We keep, no, we just keep like, looking for distractions. Uh, Gibbs. Montgomery gone. Gibbs. Looked great. Yeah. Finally featured. Fantastic. He's <laughs> making big-time strides. But Louisville lost an exhibition game last night in basketball. <laughs> I think we've said all we need to say. I, I mean, I don't think that there's really anything else out there to add. Is there? Um, to Louisville basketball? Yes. I mean, other than a, you know, a, a, a bomb or something. I mean, no, I can't even think of that to it. Someone did text me just during the break, 
and asked me a question. Said if this these two teams met in an open gym, officials calling the game, but no coaches, would Louisville win? Yeah, I said by fifteen twenty. If the Big X staff took over the men's basketball program, and nobody was allowed to like, like quit, and everyone had to try their hardest, I think we could at least lead this team to like seven or eight wins. I agree one hundred percent. Actually, Scoots could be our Josh Jameson. Scoots might be Josh Jameson. Well, wait, 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 I don't want to be Danny Manning sleeping on the bench. I mean, I don't really want to be anybody. <laughs> if we're being honest, with Rouse stuff. could be Danny. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you. Do you be like? I want to be the head coach. Like, I don't want to be Kenny Payne. I don't want to be Kenny. You be Kenny. <laughs> you be Nolan. I don't want to be Nolan. At least if I'm Danny, I'm already a track record. I'm, I'm like, I'm a millionaire. I'm fine. I can fall back on my playing status, and the fact that I was a head coach who at least went to an NCAA tournament a couple times. Can I be Milt Wagner? I'll be Gabe Snyder, the guy that nobody knows anything about besides the fact that he was with the Knicks. That's me. Is there a trainer on the team Not other than J.J.? Get Roush out there. I did listen to Roush's, the, the, the rant that he had about Tennessee. Oh, did you? Was it good? It was very good. It was worth it. Somebody yeah. sent it to me immediately after DM me on Twitter. It was very good. I'm sure it was. I told you he hates Tennessee, so losing to them has to be a, a gut punch to him. It was pretty obvious. I, I saw a number Plus of the— little, He probably wasn't sober either when he did it. Yeah, I, I saw a number of the U.K. like you know, fans were, were in my mentions last night and a bunch of like the fan sites. Like U.K. will they'll write about Louisville losses, which I, like, I've never written about a U.K. loss, even if it's like the worst one. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a clicks thing, but like it, it shocks me that they're all painted. But like, it also kind of surprised me at this point that they're still piling on. I get that it's a rivalry, but— yeah, you know, at some point, like they're dead. Stop stomping on them. Like it, it's just mush at this yeah, point. Just, just, just there's ever a definite example of a definition of the beat a dead horse. I think this is it right now, right? <laughs> our former, <laughs> our, our, our former flesh is indistinguishable with just average dirt. You just you're stomping on dirt right now, for all you know. Like, like what, what are you even doing? This can't be bringing you that much pleasure. I tell you, what, I shouldn't let it get to me, but there's one little thing to get to me, like. I love the UK fans, like you said, that they're talking trash, and it's still like, why are you still talking trash? You know, I think we've accepted where we're at, and yada yada. They're having your first drink. You're probably drunk by now after last night's game, anyway. And like they were doing the, oh, let's list the teams in by state, and like global listed, and a lot of them had like us listed like 20 spots behind Simmons. I saw that tweet. Yeah, I'm like, I listen, we beat Simmons. Your tweet makes no structural sense. At least you know, put us put Simmons last and what's right above us, or just don't include Simmons. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're gonna make a joke and it's not original, and it's not, but that's fine. And it's hard to be original in today's social media days. Someone, somewhere, somewhere, someone's made the joke already, whether you knew it or not. Happens to me all the time. And so just, just, but don't put, don't be stupid about it. Come on. My favorite ones. I'm, I'm, I'm using people jokes about it. I'm using favorite ironically here. My favorite ones are the the, the people who are like DJ and the boys are going to stomp y'all on December 21st and I'm like, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 not sitting What part of what I'm saying right now online is leading you to believe that I think otherwise? I do love how that's some other Mike fans say the same thing to me over the summer. And we're going to kill you in basketball. It's like, yeah, I know. Imagine how bad it's going to get when you play the Cats. I'm like, I don't want to. Not, that's why I'm not talking yeah, about it. You're going to crush this. I'm not out here predicting a, a crazy victory on December 21st. What do you want me to say? I just love when my buddy start talking trash the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, no. He's like, oh, well, oh, good. I'm like, yeah, I'm aware. Thanks. Okay, well, bye. I'm like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to, like, be delusional and just, like, argue against you and act like we have a chance? 
I mean, I did that with Satterfield and football. I, I, I can't, my imagination, I grew up in the 80s with Nintendo. My imagination doesn't stretch that far to make me think that Kenny Payne has a prayer at beating anyone, let alone Kentucky. It's like me getting into an argument with like DiCaprio and him being like, my hair's better than your hair. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I have more money than you. Uh-uh, I have more money than you. Are you, do you. Are you asking me to debate you on this? Because it's not going to happen. I don't, I don't know what you're going for here. You have a lot of options. I can't believe that's the one that you picked. What are you doing? Talk about something else. Uh, but bring a football. That's the Kentucky fans want to avoid that right now. The CFP rankings are going to come out for the first time tonight. On an honest note, uh, seven to eight is the show on ESPN. Ugh. I'm excited for that. I, I'll probably still be trick or treating with the kiddos for a little bit, um, but I would expect Louisville to fall somewhere in that thirteen to eighteen range. Um, the, the committee typically doesn't go; they're you know loosely based on the AP poll, but a lot of times there are a few teams that deviate pretty dramatically. I would love. I mean, it'd be awesome if like we're one of those teams and we're like eleventh, where they're like Notre Dame's looking very good and Louisville's got to win. Um, but we'll see. It, it, it's just going to be fun to be talked about a little bit on this show tonight. I'm excited about it. It'll, it'll be yeah. fun. The other thing that came out yesterday, and it happened right after we got off the air, was the ACC released its new scheduling model for the next seven years of football. Oh, how did I miss that? You didn't see this? No, I didn't. So, you know, they just had done this whole deal where yeah, they released, like, our last eight years last year. and it was, Yeah, I remember, yeah. We had the three constant opponents, and, and it was going to be Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Miami. We're going to play them every single year. And now that's gone, at least for us. We don't have any consistent opponents. But next year, we are going to play those three teams. We are going to play at home. We'll play Georgia Tech, Miami, Pitt, and then SMU, the newcomer. The road trips, Boston College, we get to go to Stanford, Battle of the Cardinal next year, Virginia, and then we're back at Clemson where they storm the field every year. I would love to play Clemson this year. I can't believe we missed it. I know, I know. But that's our – it feels Especially like – Especially since – well, I mean, it could be the, the nail that ends Dabo's tenure at Clemson because something tells me he might not be there after, in three years from now. I would love to make Dabo retire. Are you kidding me? I don't know about retire. I mean, just, just leave in general. I mean, if we beat them on their field next year and they're like three and nine and we're like, this is the last game, for I'll storm that field. I'm out there. I'll storm it with you. Who's the only two running on the field? <laughs> it's not about beating Clemson. It's about gathering at the pole. I've got like a football, I'm like tossing like the little kids out there. I'll be right it's there with you. Just buddy. us playing catch. <laughs> yeah. Front of 110,000 people. We'll wear a shirt. You'll, yours will say meet at Miles Lead the Paw. <laughs> but you'll get the paw. And then we'll come to the paw and we'll hug. And we'll, yeah. Doing snow angels in the paw. My bleep you Dabo shirt on underneath. Yeah. Um, so that's our, our schedule for next year. Not terrible. Uh, again, and, and these things are impossible to predict. Who would have thought that Clemson would be so bad this year? We thought we were all dodging a bullet, not playing Clemson, not playing Florida State. One of those things was true. It's hard to predict, but it seems like, I mean, Georgia Tech might be pretty good next year. It seems like they've Brent Key is, is the guy. They're bringing back a lot of talent from that this what year's What kind team. of guy is he? He's the guy. No, what kind of guy is he? He's a uh, he's a tech guy. He's a tech guy. Halloween guy. It's Halloween. We'll see what uh, we, you know how man. we'll see how Miami is next year. Pitt. We can get some revenge on them at home. SMU's had a good year. Boston College kind of going in the right direction again right now. Stanford, no idea. Virginia, no real idea. But it seems Stanford's playing better right now. At least I'll say that. Are they? Yeah, They've been up and down. I mean, they. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say they're winning. More down. They're than being up. more competitive. Well, that's good. That's I mean, a step in the right direction. I give to be competitive in basketball right now. Yeah, I know. That's what right, I think so, yeah. Uh, the other thing, I, I did mention this also sort of briefly. 
Jeff Walls, everyone talking about, oh, you know, they're not recruiting the way that they used to. They're not recruiting the way that they used to. He now has another, yet another five-star for next year's team right before we went on the air. Sierra Canyon guard Isla Isla Arenas, or Isela Arenas, daughter of former NBA All-Star Gilbert Arenas, committed to U of O. We've got Zach Randolph's daughter maybe coming in the fold. We've got maybe Gilbert Arenas' daughter coming. She dropped 48 in a big-time game. I saw her highlights uh, the other day. Feeling good about the way that U of O wins basketball is headed. Feel good about everything. So right now we've got parent at our parent at our parents meeting. We've got Arenas, Arenas, Gilbert Arenas, and Zach Randolph. Yes. I don't know about winning games. We're gonna definitely win some fights. Home games will be entertaining. Yeah, Jeff Walls is like, don't mess with us. <laughs> a couple other stats. We'll get the text line coming up in the next hour. We've only got a couple minutes here. How about this stat? So Louisville. Now has, everyone's talking about the, the soft schedule, the soft schedule, the soft schedule. Four wins, four of this team's seven wins have come over Power 5 opponents that have a 5-3 and three record or better. Nice. How many other teams in college football do you think have that same attribute on their resume? Of 5-3 and three teams. How many wins of 5-3 and three teams are better? Four. At least so half your wins are against teams of 5 or 3 better. Uh, against Power 5, power five opponents. Um, Oregon, maybe? Only one team has done it besides us. Okay. Ohio State. Us really? and Ohio State. Only teams that have four wins over Power State. 5 opponents with a 5-3 and three record or better. I didn't know they played that many teams with winning records. You know what that says to me? Post in the playoff. <laughs> Ohio State won. I'm fine with that. They're undefeated. Us two. Maybe Georgia three. Michigan cheats. They got to be out. And then, I, I mean, who else? Whoever it comes in for. Florida State four. Fine. Two ACC teams. Let's do it. I think that's what it should be tonight when they announce the CFP rankings. It'd be nice to see our name back in that group, though. It will be. I mean, I know we popped in, like, what was it? The last week we were a surprise inclusion before we played Kentucky and lost two years ago, and that was kind of a joke. But it's like they beat Duke by 60 points. Let's put them in there. <laughs> Who hasn't? Seems seems awfully silly. Uh, we also have a couple of other notes. UofL field hockey in action today in the ACC tournament quarterfinals. They'll play Boston College, a team that they just beat in double overtime. UofL men's soccer in action tomorrow in the postseason as they kick off their ACC tournament run. They will play uh, Pitt, who's the eighth seed in the tournament, but still the number 20 team in the country. Men's soccer maybe needs a, a couple wins to solidify their, their NCAA tournament status. I don't really know what they're, if they're like locked or not. I know they, their non-conference schedule is good. They've got some great wins, but they did not perform particularly well in conference play. Let's get, you know, just why not win the tournament? We haven't won that tournament. Let's just uh, put it all to bed. The, we can talk about the dad. Do you want to talk about the dad, Dabo thing later? Because it is, it we is We don't have time now. We've got less than a minute in this hour. I know, it, it is interesting. Oh, it's hilarious. Tyler. Oh, it's hilarious. Tyler. Do you want to apply for this job? Tyler. Do you think you can do a better job than me? Tyler. Like a 14-year-old kid. He's like, I don't well, know. He could have been 14 because he said he was in the Army when, like, they were. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he was like, because he mentioned he's, he's like, my team goes generate. He sounded like he's a kid, which made it even funnier. He sounded funnier. very young, yeah. Yeah, which made Stabo's rant even even better. Like, he's young at this poor little kid. But he did, at, at one point during the little, his weird rant, Tyler's rant did, was he said that he missed, uh, like, during our best, our, he's referring to Clemson. Their best run was he was in the army, so couldn't watch a lot of the games. No, oh. which I mean tells me he's probably in his like maybe mid twenties. Well, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah. Well, also uh, it was coming great up, though, man. Coming up next hour, I think we have seventeen thousand texts on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll let you sound off on what you saw last night. We gave our takes. It's time for you. It's your show as well. 
Four o'clock hours up next here on 1450 and Halloween out there. It's everybody. You just zap it, don't you? Is it Halloween? Friday the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th. In fact, actually, you hear, you hear that little noise right there? Hold on. You hear that right there? Uh-huh. That's actually, I, I, I read this in a, little while, a while back. It's pretty cool. The, the, the composer who wrote that, that's the sounds he's making is, which is a, a, a very veiled reference to kill mom. I always thought he was saying kill, 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 die. He's saying he's supposed to be saying kill, kill, mom, mom, mom. Oh, I always thought it was kill, die. And it, yeah, it's kind of weird though when you think about it, like that little sneakiness in there of the whole plot that you didn't know. Yeah, because people forget the mom is the killer. Thanks for spoiling it. Sorry, it's Halloween. It's gonna be a cold Halloween tonight. It is. Uh, it's like in the forties. It's gonna be down to in the thirties tonight. Hopefully, the kids are. It, the thing that sucks is about the heat on in the Rutherford house yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we, we too, too. Yeah. The thing that sucks about nights like tonight, and there've been a couple of of cold Halloween since we lived in this house, like. Half the trick or treaters are, you know, if they don't have heavy costumes, like they have their costumes, but they have like coats on over them, and it just—that's just—it kind of—it sucks. I feel that, that's just mean to the person who does the costume. I mean, that takes away the whole point of the costume. Yeah, right? I know it's—it uh, it sucks. But most costumes are pretty heavy based, aren't they? I mean, unless you're just wearing a t-shirt, I guess. Some of them, yeah. But I mean, there've been a few times where we've had like trick or treaters, like little kids that like will open up their coats and be like. I'm, you know, Mario, and just want to like make sure that you see the costume. I'm like, thank you, buddy. I, I, yeah, because if you I don't get, come in costume, you'll get candy, right? Well, yeah, of course. We have a lot the, of old trick or treaters too that come to our house. How old? I mean, there's there have been a few times where I'm like, you're. I would have guessed you are like 21, like full facial hair. Wait, wait. like shouldn't they, I mean and they come at like 9:30 too? I'm like, it's 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 too late for you. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, there's to me, like, I don't know what what, what would be the what's the trick or treating to give to me giving out something to someone trick or treating. I mean, we're talking like what ten age limit? No, I, I I feel like I always feel like the cutoff was like sixth grade. It was kind of like the last year. Which is sixth grade? How old is that? Up like here? twelve? No, okay. eleven. You're, 12. you're not too far off of me. Though. I feel like teenagers should not be trick or treating. No, thirteen is kind of borderline. I, w- I wouldn't do it. But if you're in high school, you shouldn't be trick or treating. Well, high school no, but thirteen, fourteen, that's seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, I mean, well, you. I think I was fourteen when I was in high school, but that's a birthday thing, probably. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I agree, yeah. And if you have a license and you can go buy your own candy, you shouldn't be trick-or-treating. Once you're in high school, it's over. you got to find other stuff to do. That, that is that awkward age. We took, Scoots and I talked about this last week where the only time that I feel like Halloween's not that fun is when you're too young for, like, the college-age parties, the fun parties, but too old to actually trick-or-treat. You just kind of, like, you're, you're in no man's land. You, you have four or five years there where there's just not a whole lot of fun things to do on Halloween. I never found Halloween fun anyway. 
No, college Halloween. Was See, crazy. I never got. I never got into the old adults acting thing, embracing the kids and all that stuff. I always thought it was stupid. It, it ranked right there with New Year's Eve. Me, it just seemed like a waste of time. No, it's so time. fun. Not man. We have different different thoughts of fun. We do. That's okay. But we're both having fun tomorrow night at AEW. We both didn't have fun last night when yeah. the Louisville men's basketball team lost to Kentucky Wesleyan in exhibition play. You've heard our thoughts. We now are going to turn things over to the. Th- oh my God! I just looked at how many texts we had. Turn things over to the Thornton text line here. Five zero two four one four. 1450. Yeah, yeah, you could just read text. I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette or two. Let's get to him. <laughs> I think I can leave for 20 minutes on text line. No one would notice. I mean, yeah, we had we had double digits before the audio play today. People were just dying to get in. Can't, man, can't, can't imagine why. First texture says, serious question here. Is Trev- I don't like that already. Is Trevor the voice of the Buffalo in the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial? That's the important topic here. <laughs> first of all, I love how the very first thing about today's topics is a serious question. Um, that, 258. That commercial is kind of annoying, too. I don't even know what it sounds like. I've got no frame I, of reference. I, I, I know the commercial. I just can't picture what his voice is. Uh, but no, I wish it was mine, but it's not. It's it's the big buffalo. He's like, so what if he gets run over? He's like, it's past interference. He's like, what if I tackle him? It's past interference. That's kind of a dumb commercial. Yeah. Well, you fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Texas. It's not my voice. I wish you'd said yes. I'd be like, you, you know this? Well, you think I was That's what like, I was doing the last year. Yeah, I was, I was out in California doing voice work for Buffy Dubs. Text says, Mike, they always say that a team is a reflection of its coach. This team looked like they had no idea what they were doing, unorganized and completely dysfunctional. KP doesn't know what he's doing out there. That being said, do you think Jay Wright would come in and take the job this year or next year? He did say we in reference to UofL during the UofL UK broadcast last year. P.S. Can we make Cincinnati, a deal with Cincinnati to take KP too? I asked, so I asked for questions. We did a podcast this morning. I asked for like, uh, I was like, we'll have time for a few. And we got like 107 questions. And I think that like 80 of them were just asking candidates, like list names, who, like who, who would be interested in the job? Who are we looking at? And, and I think all the other ones were making some same joke about Cincinnati have any need for a basketball coach. And I know that there's, I, I haven't looked at the text line. I guarantee that there's more of people saying that exact same thing. It's a good joke. I like it. You're not first to it. I, well, what I say earlier in today's social media, no one's first to it. No, you, yeah. Every time I think I've got something clever, I, I, yeah. like Twitter search, I'm like, oh, 75 people have said the exact same thing. That's, what, that's why I don't even Twitter search. I'm just like, I don't care what. If you want to say you got there first, good for you. I didn't know about it. Yeah. I'm just giving my joke. So. But the Jay Wright thing, guys, it's <laughs> – I don't think it's going to happen. I mean – He well, is friends with Josh Hurd. I mean – well, I mean, Cincinnati's coach, Westville hasn't left for North Carolina yet, right? Last I checked. No, but there's there's interest there, I think, because North Carolina, if well, they flop again this year, I think you kind of look at that first season and say, sort of a fluke deal. I mean, that's been the, 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 the thing, though, for Westville. He's already, like, he was coaching waiting for North Carolina before they made their tournament run last year. Well, they, they didn't make, yeah, they didn't make the tournament four, last year. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, they, if, there's another, if Hubert has another bad year this year, then I think that that job, all of a sudden, it's looking like it may open up again pretty soon. The, then Cincinnati takes Kenny Payne from us. I, I did like the, the – we had a discussion today about, you know, let's say it just goes su- super south. Like, we lose our first three games, and it's obvious that this just isn't working. And Payne's gone, and we do an interim thing. Like, let's just find another coach. People were like, will we bring Chris Mack back just for this year? Can we get Josh Pastner for this year? And I was like, you know what? At least Pastner would make me laugh. At least there would be some, like, entertainment value to this. As long as he wore the face shield during the season – I'm all for Josh Pastor coming in and coaching this team. I'm no, I'm. I, I, yes. I, I understand yes. where you're coming from. You're looking to laugh instead of cry. 
But I don't want to laugh. I don't want to cry. I want to win. Well, we're, we're assuming at this point that we're not going to win. But what if Pastor came in with a face shield and like took us to the tournament after an 0-3 start? Then we'd have to give him the full-time job. And then I know he would suck after that. <laughs> Texas says, Mike, help. Please make it stop. I can't. Make the pain go away. I wish I could. I can't. Texas, Mike, after getting the consultant's report on KP as a head coach, why did Josh still go forward and hire him? I feel like he's not getting enough heat for making what's likely the worst college basketball hire of all time. Well, I think it's a very good thing for Josh Hurd that Jeff Brom's killing it right now. The the one, I don't even want to say saving grace, but I think the one thing that you still have to consider when you talk about Josh Hurd and criticizing him for making the Kenny Payne hire, if this does wind up playing out the way that it looks like it's going to, is the man was still just the interim athletic director when he went through this coaching surge. Like, like he was... The Kenny Payne version. Yes. He, he was thrust into the spot. At a weird, I mean, nobody thought that Vince Tyree was leaving. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the weirdest Louisville basketball season of all time unprecedented territory for one of the, for the super powerful and, and storied program. You've got a guy who's been on the job for a month who's negotiating the, the Chris Mack parting of ways. And then who suddenly is starting to have to make contacts and figure out how to go through this coaching search process. And there was, and, and again, this is going to sound like I'm making an excuse for him and I'm not, because I, I do think if, if Kenny Payne is, if this winds up being just a colossal failure after two years, some of that has to fall on the AD, whether he was temporary or, or whatever. Like, ultimately, it's his call. But there was an enormous amount of pressure on him from a ton of powerful people. I don't know why. Who wanted Kenny Payne? And it got to a point when I think I, I do think that he went through the process. I don't think it was just a. It wasn't like the Jeff deal where he wanted Jeff. He figured out pretty quickly that Jeff was interested, and it got done in the snap of a finger. I do think that he kicked the tires on some other candidates. I do think that he did his due diligence, and he realized that. The any hire that was out there that was going to appease the fan base that was people were going to be like okay I'm fine with not taking Kenny Payne because we've got this guy it, they weren't going to come here I mean remember we had people that were that were arguing with us about wanting Scott Drew over Kenny Payne a guy who just won a national title and then the next year was he he had three straight number one seasons people are like I don't know I don't think he can do what Kenny Payne can do like, like that was a legit argument that was being had out there in, in the Louisville fan sphere so Kenny Payne was the you know, a lot of people are doing revisionist history where they're like, I, I, we didn't want Kenny Payne. I never wanted Kenny Payne. A lot of people did want Kenny Payne, and yeah. a lot of people were very vocal about it. And more importantly, a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of influence wanted Kenny Payne here. And that's why we ended up with Kenny Payne. Texas, Josh Hurd uh, needs to come to terms with the fact that Kenny Payne doesn't have the mental toughness to endure that pressure and expectations of this program. The sooner he does that, the sooner we can get a new coach. I mean, Josh is aware of the situation. Let's let's be. It's, he was there last night. He's been to the games. He knows exactly what's going on. He he, he knows how the fan base feels. I mean, the thing is, you you can't you, you can't fire him after an exhibition. And you really don't even want to really fire him in the middle of the season. Almost more often than not. I mean, more often than not. I mean, you have to be. It has to get like bad. It has to be a Chris Mack deal where he comes to to Josh and is like, Yeah, I, I don't mean, think this is good for either of us. Or, you know, a team, you know, Petrino where the team just is clearly given up, everybody's given up and there's just there's no reason to be there anymore and you just you're doing everybody right. a favor by sending him home. So I mean those are the I mean and, and the, the, that's good that bad. Is it that bad yet? No. It's I mean it's bad. We haven't but, even started. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't played a game yet. I mean, we're talking about the season being over. It's Ooh. not even It's not even November. Even it's Halloween. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, it hasn't gotten that bad yet. Like, we haven't played a game. Officially. But if it were a thing like the, um, 
the situation in Maryland. I mean, is there a quicker time to give up on a season? No, there's, there's not. I mean, I think, I I think we all see Other than before the exhibition even tips off, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, it's August. <laughs> it hadn't gotten too bad yet. But I heard about a practice. If it is like the Mark Turgeon situation in Maryland a couple of years ago where, where Turgeon's like, I'm, I'm out. I'm, my heart's not in this. You don't want me here. I don't want to be here anymore. I mean, and you just you promote from within. Who would, we, who would even be the interim head coach? It'd be Dana Manning, or it would probably be Manning, wouldn't it? I mean, you've got Nolan Smith. If he's awake. You've got Nolan Smith who interviewed for another job. And I, I don't. I, I think at one point this summer did not want to be here, whether, whether he says it or not. You've got Danny Manning, who I'm pretty sure slept for, for at least 20 minutes during last night's game. You've got Josh Jamison, who I've got no idea how he ended up here. I've got no idea what he actually does. And then you've got Milt and, and Gabe Snyder. I mean, I don't, I don't even know who you'd give the reins to. And Phil, I mean, I, I mean, Manning did a decent job with that Maryland team after he took over, so I guess he'd be the obvious choice. But you know, I'd give it to. I'd look. At, I'd look Kenny at Klein. I'd look at last year's attendance and this year's attendance, and it being two games, and see if there's anyone who showed up to every who showed up to the most fan came to the most games over last year and, and so far this year, and I'd let him be the coach, or her, or her. You know what I would do? Or the kid. Maybe it's a dog. I don't care. It can't really be much worse. I mean, there were probably 4,500 people at that game last night, which is, which is why they announced the attendance at like 10,000. It was the same as the first exhibition game. No, yeah. But this is, I mean, this is not sustainable for Louisville Athletics. This is not – say what you will about the wins and the losses. If we're going to have a season where we have 5,000 people coming to every home game, it's going to cost you like $400,000. Per game, if you're comparing that to the normal U of L crowd, even even like you know back in the day when Chris Mack, early part of that era when we're getting like seventeen, eighteen thousand per game, like you just this is not sustainable. You cannot keep doing this for another year. The time has to be now. But if you wanted to get fans back in the fold, maybe you draw a fan at random and they get to coach the game every single game. It worked for the movie Eddie. Imagine being like you know I, I coached us against Duke. Maybe Virginia Rutherford gets out there, four-year-old Virginia. She's calling, you know, princess plays. And we almost beat a good Clemson team. She could do better than Kenny Payne. She can prove it. I still think you and me can do better. Texas is Zach Randolph. I mean. Texas is Zach Randolph went to Michigan State, not Memphis State. Yeah, but he played for Memphis. That's what we're talking about. Also, every year I laugh more and more while watching Hocus Pocus. Everyone just craps on Max for being a virgin throughout the movie, which begs the question, does Max or TK get laid first? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, why are they making fun of Max being such a virgin? That movie. There's a lot of virginity talk. It's... They do make a lot of it in the second one too. Like a kid, very early on, is like, "What's a virgin?" They're like, "Uh, <laughs> uh the Vanessa girl in that movie is so hot." Well, it's Allison. I don't care. Yeah, uh, in her real name, Vanessa. I think that's right. Yeah, because she does a nude scene in the in the show. Uh, oh, what's that Showtime show with uh, Liv Schreiber? I don't know what that. You knew that very quickly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> quickly. You have no idea how quickly I had to know it and how long quickly I had watched it. Texas says, will KP win more games than Brom this season? My vote is a sincere no. I don't Thoughts? know if KP's two seasons combined is going to be more wins than Brom has this year. The fact that this is even a, a legitimate question for the second year in a row is just beyond depressing. If Brom wins 10 games, I, I, I'm taking the money on Brom on that bet. Brom's winning 10 games. And I don't think, you think KP's going to win six games this year? Yes. He's believe i don't I, I believe in like the smallest amount <laughs> like the fact i, I love Let how it's a question as, as bad as his cop and state and umbc teams are or do you think they're worse than kentucky wesleyan no i, I okay. don't but I, I think that we will be i think they will be less motivated 
teams than Kentucky Wesleyan. And I think that some of them, I think Coppin State's more poorly coached. Wow, really? Yeah. I think Drew Cooper knows what he's doing. He had done great there, but I think he's... Drew Cooper, they used to play guard at Ohio? No. Oh. That's a, that, that was not, his name was not Drew Cooper. <laughs> You're trying to remember what his name was, weren't you? It was... Uh, <laughs> he was like player of the year there or something. Yeah, he, he let him, he, they beat the absolute piss out of Georgetown in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I thought it was Drew Cooper. I could be wrong. Maybe it was. Who knows? Texture says, <laughs> Kenny had his days mixed up. Thought yesterday was Halloween. Just grabbed a bunch of kids and dressed them up as Louisville players. That wasn't actually the real team. Did we get a spirit child uh, reference in that press conference? I didn't hear it. No. And you think this is the time of the year for the spirit children to thrive. You think they would. This is, you know, it's, it's, it's Halloween time. Maybe we, maybe, maybe we mixed up. Maybe, maybe we meant to recruit the children of the corn. Texture says, it also seems, uh, in all seriousness, I hope Mike James is okay. Yes. Him getting injured for a D2 exhibition is awful. It also seems like most Louisville fans are on the same page now. It, yeah, he did. That's how I'm going down. He's like, I hope he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He, I mean, say what you will about talent level and all that stuff. Mike James is the guy that you can go to war with. Like, like he's been, he plays hard all the time. Effort yeah. level is never a concern. I think he's good. Uh, he's been shooting the ball really well. We need, you need Mike James in your program. DJ Cooper. DJ Cooper, thank you. I was going to try. Probably know the D stands for Drew. Sure. <laughs> The second point there, like, I don't know, I don't think we discussed this in the first hour, but last night, the, you know, we, we talk about the, the KP Mafia out there, like all these people, a lot of the same names that have been upset when I've made even like a, a lighthearted joke about Louisville basketball that have been just fiercely defensive of Kenny Payne and the, the men's basketball program, a lot of them broke last night. There were a lot of people that were like, "I've look, I've been doing this for a long time. Wow. Uh, I, I, I can't defend this anymore. I mean, there were a couple people that – when I asked for questions for the podcast, who were like, I used to be the card-carrying member of the, K- the KP Mafia. I can't do it anymore. What do we do now with the season? <laughs> do we watch the games? Can you give me another show to watch? What's going on here? Show to watch. I think a lot of people were, for whatever reason, I, I think you had people that were like all off-season adamant that this was going to look different, that these players were different, that the players were the problem last year. And then when you come out and you look exactly the same as you did a year ago in your second exhibition game, it's... It gets tough to defend. I mean, the only thing that you can say is it didn't count, and you know he wasn't coaching the same. But that's what you said last year, and then we ended up going four and twenty-eight. So because we really didn't play that much better against Simmons. We didn't play great against him. We had fewer turnovers last night than we had against Simmons. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> we, we didn't shoot it well. We, we didn't do anything well last night. We, it's I mean, just, it's not it's, it's one thing. Yeah, you, know, you said you brought this up like earlier when you're like, you know, to get upset the team shot like. Eight of eight of ten three pointers or twelve of you right. know. Even then, you should win. But but you can like okay, I can see where maybe you know the old. I remember <laughs> the Kentucky fanhood. Nah, I'm sure they're not the only ones in this, but I'll I'll bring them up because they're my rivals. You know, every time they get upset by a team or a team was you know gave them all they wanted. Oh, they were hitting everything from three right. feet out and two people on them. Here and, goes the random guy making everything yeah. he throws up. I'm like that guy. They did that last year. I was like that guy leads the country and made three pointers. And, you can't leave him open. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure, again, I'm, I'm sure they're not alone in that. I'm sure Louisville fans will do it occasionally, sure, too. Sure. So with everybody. But anyway, the point is, you can't even do that. Like, no. they shot they, they shot seven of 27. They shot, we shot better from three-point lane than they did. We did. We shot almost as well from the field as they did. They, was, they shot 36%. We shot 34%. Yeah. 36. We held them. I mean, we held them. We, <laughs> say, I say that very begrudgingly. We held them to 36%. And, and we and he still lost the game against a team that 
Our our walk on Dino should be more talented than, than their best player. But he played big minutes. He was like in at the end of the game. Was like, are we really rolling with Danilo Yovanovich here? I mean, that's, he was in in crunch time. I mean, a couple other numbers to throw out here from last night. Outscored eighteen to two in second chance points. That's atrocious. That's just pathetically sad. Outscored thirty nine to four in bench points. Now they did play. Two of their better players came off the bench for some reason last night. I don't know why. That's but no excuse. Somebody told me that. No, still, that have, you know, this was supposed to be a year where we have so much depth that they're going to be interchangeable. And we're going to play ten guys, and we platoon the first exhibition for God's sake, and we get four bench points in that game. And, and to your point about you can't chalk that loss up to something fluky or, or whatever. We made thirty one free throws. No, no. We outscored them. Which by we a, should be. We should go to the free throw line 38 times. We outscored them by 11 at the free throw line. The 31 made free throws were the most that we've had in a loss, exhibition or regulation, since losing to Villanova in 2010. And I remember that game. Like Both teams shot a billion free throws. Like There's nothing about this game that is excusable. Like You have to be, you have to be just completely checked out to lose a game against a vastly inferior and vastly undersized team like Wesleyan, when these numbers are the case, like they, they Wesleyan did nothing special. They're, the thing that probably makes me want to put my head through a window and hope that the glass hits a vein on the way back through more than anything when watching a basketball game is watching my team give up offensive rebounds. They did that a bunch. And when you give up sixteen, they almost had nearly as many offensive rebounds as we had rebounds as a team. Sixteen offensive rebounds. They were always first to the ball. And I'm telling you. I, you can, I can't. I can maybe I can't point every offensive rebound in my memory, and thank God because I've tried to forget this game as much as I can. I can promise you, of the fifteen of those sixteen rebounds, were was all about just positioning and knowing and, and paying attention. Yeah, and effort. And effort. Thank you. I mean, ninety percent of rebounding is effort. And that you're you're not wrong. And it's just <sighs> we got rebounded by sixteen. I mean, we should have we should have, we should have twelve offensive rebounds on size alone. And we had five. Yep. Five. Brandon Huntley Hatfield. They had a guy what who had nearly say? as many offensive rebounds as our entire freaking team. BHH. I mean, let's, what would you say you do here? <laughs> You're not giving us anything. He's not impacting the game. I barely whatsoever. remember him in the game, yeah. He was in the crunch time. Well, even, too. even Evans, was, Evans was non existent in the game. He was. We also only played five minutes in the second half for some reason. And I can and I understand, you know, I mean he's we, we don't blame Dennis on the show. Dennis, no, can, I, Dennis can do whatever he wants. Listen, Dennis is raw and he's got a lot of ways to go. And the pro- problem is, Dennis, Dennis is, perfect. is that you have no one here properly that's going to teach you how to get, this, get the full potential out of yourself. Dennis should run the point. I think Dennis should be the coach. Let him, let him coach the team. Player coach. We're going to win at least 15 games. Texas hearing KP preach paint touches right after losing a game in which they only shot, a cont- shot contested jump shots was maddening. Well, it's, it's, it's on them. It's not on him to teach them what to do. They just have to know innately, I guess, <laughs> what they're supposed to do. I mean, we didn't take a lot of threes. I'll give them that. We didn't. We took a bunch of contested shots, though. Oh, oh yeah. Early on, we actually, I thought we got good looks. We just can't make anything, which is, you know, I've been saying this for years. Some people will say that I'm wrong. But in my opinion, Trev, you got to make shots in basketball. It's a gotta big make part shots. of it. Got to make shots. And we just weren't making shots. Needed to make more shots. But the thing was, you know who else wasn't making shots? Kentucky Wesleyan. Yeah. It was 12-9 to 9 with seven and a half minutes to go in the first half. It's 16 offensive. How many of those second chance points were there? Out those 16 offensive rebounds. 
They had 18 second chance points. 18. We had two. That's that's just. And it was JJ Trainer like just like basically catching. I remember it. I remember it actually. <laughs> I got vividly. Wow, that's not good when the one off the one second chance point you have is stuck in your mind. Texas, I wish the KP would have continued golfing in Africa over the summer. <laughs> that trip really did not bring. Was it you tweeted or something? Was it somebody else tweeted that he talked about Okafor needing rebounds and he didn't play? That was a poor <laughs> Manny Okafor. Caught a stray despite not playing. I saw that. Too. I was like, "Wait a second. He was talking about, you know, he's like, he's like, we need guys like Brandon Huntley Hatfield and, and JJ Trainer and, and and Manuel Corfor. They got you got to have more than two or one rebounds." And someone was like, "Well, Manny didn't play a second of the game, so it's kind of hard for him." It reminded me, we had a coach uh, in baseball at uh, Trinity, my senior and, and junior year, who would just when he got mad would just like yell at the bench. And <laughs> there was one game where he, he did it, and he was like. He's like, we gotta stop swinging at bleeping balls, and he like yelled at like me and, and a pitcher, and I was like, I'm not in the game, and finally, finally had to be like, I'm not. I, you stop yelling at me. I'm not playing. What, what do you want me to do here? Like, I feel like that's poor. Can- like, a core force probably watched the press conference. Like, what the hell? I left. I left after for this. <laughs> um, let's be honest. I mean, and, and somewhat serious, but just serious based on for a second for me. Okay, I can't see you, but I think you have it on. Very serious. Um, so serious. <laughs> Odds that Honey Hatfield is not on this roster in 2024, like the year or next season. The year, I think the I think it's out there. I mean, I didn't think he was going to come back last year from injury. I mean, I'm 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 curious if he makes it in uh, into December. To be honest with you, but I'm gonna give you I'm giving him two months. The issue is he can't transfer without sitting out. It doesn't matter. I think I mean he just leaves in general. That's the only reason why he's here is because I, I think that he came here with the plan of I'm, which is hilarious in hindsight. I'm going to be one and done. I'm going to be here for well, a year, been, and then I'm going to be a lottery pick. And so that was his – and when that didn't pan out and he had no real options, he couldn't transfer again. He couldn't use the one-time transfer deal. I don't think that he'll be able to use it next year. I don't think he's going to be on track to graduate. So, like, I'm sure he came into this year thinking, like, I'm going to realize my potential, and now I'm going to be going to the NBA draft. That We're not on that path at all. So I, I do think that there's a certainly a possibility that he – I mean, he doesn't act like he wants to be here at all. I don't I agree. That's what I'm saying. I, I, and then on top of it, he's kind of the one guy that's getting called out left and right by exactly. campaign. For sure. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, – and I'm not saying it's right that he needs to be the one guy called out. I mean, he deserves, if you want to call out specific names, that's fine, but there's more names than just BHH you need to bring up. Hey, bring up yourself. That's what I would say. Texas, let's talk about AEW coming to Louisville tomorrow night. That will be the best show of the whole year in that arena. Oh, we've read all these texts. We're still at 3.09 for when these texts have come in. That's as far as we've made it. Trevor, you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, what, what was the AEW? Somebody just said this, that'll be the best show in the whole year in that arena. And then I said, I'm looking at the timestamps. We're, we're still at texts that have come in at 3.09. <laughs> it's 4.30. Are you looking forward to going? Here's the thing I'm upset about, AEW. Are you ready for this? Yes. I, 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 I'm ranting about stuff. I might as well throw this in there, too. So, AEW, unfortunately, has had some... It's not been doing the best in ticket sales. It bothers me because I want AEW to do well. I'm a AEW homer. What can I say? But so I guess because of that, like with the, with the selling of tickets for this event coming up, they're just pushing like people to buy the tickets like in the up, you know, the the the, the, the level, the, the uh-huh. second and third levels. And I, I, I've gone to constant multiple different ticket sales sites. I cannot find anything in section two, which is ringside, where I want to sit. Like they're not, they're just not even allowing sales in that section right now. 
That's annoying. Because they want to try to fill up, you know, everything else. And I want I want us to sit ringside, man. I want you to be right there with I want OU and Orange Cassidy to fist bump. Me too. I'm getting us ringside seats. Cool. Speaking of wrestling, did you see Scoots' uh Stone Cold outfit? I did. Troy posted on Twitter. <laughs> Looks good. Looks great. Had the goatee. Stone Cold Scoots Austin. Texas UK fan here. I'm not erect. Well, but you got there when I actually started talking. You wrecked me, baby. Texas you the dirt. Me into. <laughs> yes, you do. Texas, the dirty secret with this team is far. The dirty secret is that this team is far less talented than anyone wants to admit. Maybe there are some good long-term prospects, but they're not ready to play this year at a high level. Combine that with the worst coaching staff in the nation, and this was always likely to be another single-digit win team. There's, there's enough talent on this team to not have preseason expectations of finishing 14th in the ACC and winning you know, single-digit games. Trey White is a guy that got NBA draft buzz last year and is still getting NBA draft buzz today. Dennis Evans is a five-star kid who's a set, who's seven foot three. Sky Clark is a former five-star recruit who, say what you will, started 12 games out of 13 as a true freshman in Illinois last year. There's enough talent on this roster that a good coach would make it a respectable team. A great coach, I think, could have them sniffing the tournament. I think a great coach would have them in the tournament. I really coach believe this, that. This, this team? Yes. I think a great coach would have had last year's team sniffing the tournament. I, I don't disagree. I, I mean, listen, I know you can think I'm crazy, insane, just totally stoned out my mind. And honestly, all those things you're probably right on. But the, you have to also admit that I'm right, too. And, I mean, this uh, – yeah, I, I mean, it's like – that logic. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I mean, this team is uh, – it needs coaching. I mean, it, it, it's very raw. Last year's team was raw. And this team is, is 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 raw as well, but it's but the potential is there. I mean, Sky Clark just needs to be kind of corralled a little bit. Mike James obviously is, as you mentioned, a bulldog. This guy is going to just grab at your leg and do what you do what you want to win. Trey White, I think. Actually, I'm not a big. I'm Trey White's okay. I'm, I'm. I think he's here because he knows he can take advantage of the situation a little bit. The system sucks for him. Like, yeah, that's the thing. And I, as people I know who cover basketball on the West Coast. They were like, I was texting with them when we got traded. They were like furious that he was coming here. Like, he's awesome. He's going to be an NBA guy. He will get screwed in that system. Like, he's going to get lost. Yeah, and he, he kind of did last night to me a little bit. I mean, he, and then I mean, and Evans, I think, obviously, just, I mean, he's put on weight, needs more. I think Apple needed good coaching. I think Glenn could be, I think Curtis Williams, I think, has some lands like potential, but needs to be coached up. I mean, there, there, there is talent there at a raw level. And it's, it's far from anywhere near being ready for a tournament kind of run. But like you said, you put Patino or somebody, a great coach on the staff, by by conference tournament time, this team would at least be a threat to, to, to serious contenders. I and think, maybe, maybe. think about, like, the the bridge year team that I referenced earlier, 2010-11, where Patino's like, this is going to be a bridge Best year. coaching job he's ever done. That ended up, you know, almost winning the Big East tournament championship in a really good year for the Big East and was a four seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Starting lineup for that team, Preston Knowles was a no-star recruit out of George Rogers Clark, who... Preston Knowles is a role player on a, on a Final Four team at best. It was, I mean, he was he was great, though. Like, he, he yeah. was first team all Big East that year, like, yeah. because of the coaching. Like, he was terrific. Chris Smith, who transferred in from Manhattan, where he put up modest numbers, started at the two. Peyton Siva... A young, this is his second year start? as a sophomore. What? Did you see him start that team? Sophomore year, yeah. Okay. He was starting point guard. Kyle Couric, who came here as a lightly regarded three-star recruit. Yeah. And then Terrence Jennings, who was like big man, 
big size, but like not the most talented guy in the world for sure. Far from it. I mean, you got Jared Swapshire getting big time minutes on that team. Steven Van Trees getting big time. Elijah Justice in our last game played 25 minutes in the NCAA tournament. Walk on. Mike Mara was playing big time minutes on that team. You can't tell me from a talent perspective that that team was like the most talented team in the world or had any business being a four seed in the NCAA tournament. No. But they played together as a unit. They played ridiculous defense. They got the most out of their ability. Like, that's what you want. And it, it was a top 10 program. It deserves a top 10 coach. And that's what top 10 coaches do. And we're not getting that treatment at all, to say the least, right now. Top 10 coach? We're looking at the bottom 10. Yeah, the Ken Palm 350 coach. Texter says, we might as well start speculating on who we want as our next basketball coach because KP ain't surviving the season based on last night. I say pony up and throw the checkbook at Danny Hurley. Make him the highest-paid coach in basketball. You'll recoup that investment when the fans come back. I mean, we do have extra money from Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't think Danny Hurley is leaving UConn for Louisville. I'd love to believe otherwise, but he's yeah, a Northeastern guy. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, you're right. He has the loves the Big there, East. Yeah. Lo- and he loves everything about being up there. Also, and, and it's UConn. They, they, can, they, can, they can bring a little bit to us. It's the only sport they care about. The two basketball programs. I was going to say, yeah, they come with the women's basketball team. Texas, to put salt in the wound, the Yum Center has upped beer prices by $1.50. Got to make that buyout money somehow, I guess. Have they I really? Mean, good Lord. If I'm the Yum Center, I'm just giving out beer for free. I'm just like, just buy We're here. making it like $28. Here's like my, the poor bastards who are going to pay for it are going to pay whatever at this point. It's like scan your ticket as you enter and grab your six-pack of the beer and your seat. Don't don't forget don't forget your, your fifth of bourbon. A quick hit of ecstasy to go with it. I mean, really? <laughs> Can I? The crowd's really into this game. We're down by 28. It's like, like, <laughs> you want the blue pill or the red pill? <laughs> Which one are you going with on the way to seat? <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, more from you guys. I mean, it, we, it, we again, we're at 312 on the text. We, I think we have more than we started here. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're going to read as many as we can. It's your show here on 1450 Monster Mash. It drives me crazy right now. Is so I, I've, I've said this the last two years. I, I love the Monster Mash. I know you do. Big fan. My kids only want to. My, my daughter and my niece Audrey. When I pick them up from school and we're going anywhere, they only want to listen to the goofy version of the Monster Mash. They don't like the Boris Pickett one. I've tried to play it. They're like, no, it's scary. What's the goofy? It's, version? it's uh, goofy from Disney singing the Monster Mash. Basically, he's just like. He's like, on the laboratory in the castle. And I'm just like, this, this, it's not as good. Come on. I'm a purist. Yeah, that doesn't sound as good. I love the Monster Man. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. The real one. I love it. Uh, we've got uh, so many texts to get to. And we're getting out of here a little bit early today, next hour. Uh, so we'll try to get to as many as we can. 502-414-1450. I get it. I, 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 trust me. I get it. Therapeutic show. This is a... Basketball's been a hot-button issue for a long time now, and to get this piece of evidence this early in, in a season, really before the season even gets going, I understand why the reaction to all this is so visceral. I feel you. We want your thoughts to be heard, and we're going to let you have that chance now. 502-414-1450. Texter says, Do you know at what point we'll cut our losses? Hurt has to be t- talking to boosters at this point, right? 
look at this rate pain. At, at, like at this rate, pain might not make it to December. And then says, forget my last tech, text. Let's just talk about the good basketball team that deserves more support than it's getting. I'm assuming this is a link to the story about Gilbert Arenas' daughter committing. It is. Yeah, we, we talked about it. We're happy. We're good on the basketball front. But as far as like the, the first part, I mean, I guarantee that there's some like, hey, are you up? Text from the agents of coaches to Josh Hurd that he's he's at least you know he's aware of. I don't think that he's going and having direct conversations with anybody behind Kenny Payne's back right now. But he's doing his due diligence. He's he's like Tom Jerks. Josh got the doesn't list. have a list halfway through. He's last got the year, list. Yeah. He's, he's got the list. He's got the connections. I mean, hell, he, he, it's been like a year and a half since he went through the whole consultant process, and he you know what they had to say there. I don't think that much has changed in the last fifteen months. So you know, it's like having a paper already written for you. Texas says, are we sure that Kenny has them working on the sport of basketball at these practices uh, that he says are going so well? Is this real life? This has got to be purgatory. Again, like I've had multiple people that I know who have been to practices, and they've kind of said that it's not great. It's 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 sloppy. It's, just not, it's not shocking. A couple people have given decent reports, like we're going to be better. We've got better talent that were also at practices last year. But for the most part, it's kind of been like, I don't think this is going to go great. The bad part is we do have more talent. So it makes it even harder, right? Yeah. Just sucks even more. Texas says, yes, it's just an exhibition game, but it's against one of the worst teams we'll play this season. You're not meant to lose these. I mean, it should be the worst team you play this season. It's a middling Division II team. They shouldn't be better than any D1 team. And so to say, like, you know, I mean, he was like, that's a good team out there. You know, they got to, you know, I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, they're a good team for maybe, you know, maybe they'll overachieve and finish fourth in a conference in Division II. It's not a good team compared to anybody that you're going to play this season. Some of the things he says in the press conference, I'm like, do you hear yourself? <laughs> also, are you aware that you're talking about the head coach? Like, do you, Are you aware that you're the head coach of this team that you're referencing? Because I'm not sure you are. Texas says, hire Phil Martelli. I would be 100% behind Phil Martelli. I would take Phil Martelli. I love Phil Martelli. I mean. I'm... For just a couple of years. Just to, like be a bridge to a, a better coach. Like Just have play some competent basketball. Get us some wins. Let's, let's have fun. I've got to take Larry Brown right now. Texas says, TK, please make sure that the podcast is uploaded ASAP because I'm missing the first hour and a half of the show today. I will. It was up. We got it up yesterday pretty quick, too. I don't, about, I don't think I don't think I forgot to text and tweet it out, but it was up. It's, even when I forget to tweet it sometimes, it, it is out. It is up in, on SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Texas said at 312, Trevor, say something not politically correct so we can just talk about that for the next three hours. <laughs> I don't know. Texas says, I'm going to. Anything happen nationally that I can, that can bring up? I don't know. Texas, I'm going to bring up the question again. Who wins more games in their tenure, Cragthorpe or Kenny Payne? So Cragthorpe won 15 in three years. Oh, my Lord. Not a ridiculous question. That's No, no, no. what's ridiculous is it, there's truth to the question. That's the, the That's what I'm saying. Kenny, Kenny Payne would have to win 12 games this year if he gets fired afterwards to break Cragthorpe's record. I've also, quick aside. No, he's not, by the way. Is he going to be Cooper's record? I think Cooper was about in that same ballpark. Yeah, right? probably right, yeah. Because he had six wins the first year. Yeah, but Cooper went like one win his last year. Right. So. I think that he, well, he did have seven, I think, his first year. Which and he coached here four years, didn't he? Was he three or, or was four? it just three? It was three or four. It was one of the two. I think it was four. So he, no, it was, it was three. So what? he had, uh, but, but he had 13 wins in his <laughs> tenure here. So there you 13 go. and 20. <laughs> I've also, so quick aside, I've seen a number of people who are like, this is the Cragthorpe of basketball. This, this is, you know, 
Now, if you didn't experience the Cragthorpe era, you're getting a sense of what that is. This is 10 times worse than Cragthorpe. Oh, God, yes. Cragthorpe, at least, I mean, Cragthorpe, first of all, inherited a program that did not have the same, near the same level uh, of success historically that Louisville men's basketball does. And, and he was 500 in year one. And yeah, that was a disaster compared to where we'd been, but he still beat two ranked teams during his tenure here. I mean, he went six and six, five and, and seven, four and eight. Those are bad seasons, not great seasons, but nothing compared. To, I mean, he went, his worst season, he won as many games as Kenny Payne did. And Kenny Payne had 20 more tries. And I believe, if I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and I might, I'm, maybe I'm forgetting, if all, and, and not that it was a perfect three year tenure for Cragthorpe. One game only do I think I felt like the team like kind of gave up, and that was like one of the Rutgers games. The Rutgers game where they're up forty nine nothing. Yeah, that's one. We I haven't seen that. At least the teams were giving effort and trying. I haven't get that much out of KP in forty games already. Texas, this is Kenny Payne with good talent right now. Imagine Kenny with the twenty four and twenty five recruiting class players that he's going after right now. Could Kenny Payne win a national championship if he had the original dream team? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop what reminding you how bad he is. <laughs> Texas got to feel bad for Kenny. Not every day you can make way more money than you ever have in your life in a job you're wildly unqualified for. <laughs> we need Tyler from Spartanburg to call the KP show. Yeah, every time that I, you know, because there's definitely a part of me that feels sorry for Kenny Payne. I do think that he's a certainly a good person. I've never heard a bad word about him personality wise. Right. That's nice. But at the end of the day, He's making an insane amount of money to do a job that he's simply not doing. And he's also made a ton of money throughout his career. I mean, he was making $900,000 a year to be Calipari's top assistant. And he's going, if he does get fired after this year, if he gets fired in the middle of this year, you know what? He's going to be just fine. He's going to get a, like, he's not untouchable because he had a disastrous tenure as a head coach. He'll get hired back in the same role that he was comfortable in, back in the same role by where, by all accounts, he had a ton of success, and he'll get paid a ton of money to do so. Like Kenny Payne is going to be just fine. I'm just not sure you can say the same thing about the basketball program that right now he's in charge of getting better. I, I, I love when people say, he's such a nice guy, though. Be not, I don't really get, I mean, again, I, I, the, 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 my favorite quotes of you know, Brown is, you know, it's not personal, it's business. It's, I don't care if he's a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I wouldn't hire me to be a heart surgeon. Texas says, so sick of putting up with the delusion from both the staff and people supporting this nonsense. I'm sorry, but it's time to stop being shy about this. It's beyond unacceptable at this point. We need to be honest about what our eyes are telling all of us about this experiment. Yeah. Texas says, reason to be optimistic. Spirit, children, just kidding. We're screwed. <laughs> just, the children have lost their spirit. Not much spirit last night. No, not much spirit at all. <laughs> Casper has left the building. I did. There was a part of me that last night that was because, like I said, like I, I didn't feel a ton when we lost the game, just because I've I've grown a little bit numb to the losses. I'm with you as well. But when it got to the five minute mark and it was back and forth, I, I was definitely like, they need to find a way to win this game, just for the the collective psyche of the players and the coaching staff, because you don't want to go through. Even if you if it's ugly, it, it was atrocious. It, it wasn't going to change anything. But if you win that game by two, you at least avoid you know, the national embarrassment. You avoid a little bit of the fan reaction that we've gotten today. And, and I do worry about this just kind of, I mean, I, I don't I don't really think it matters that much, but I do think that any hope that we had left, that the players were going to be able to pick themselves up and make the most out of this, I think it took a significant hit by losing this game and, and then having to go through the same thing that last year's team went through after losing that first exhibition game. It's just, it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing good happening right now. 
Texture says, for probably the first time ever, I just flipped the channel to Monday Night Football during the second half. I didn't even feel guilty about it. I felt nothing. I hate this. Look, we, we had a question on the podcast today that was talking about. I had both games on my, in my room for what it's worth. Somebody was asking, you know, how many games am I allowed to skip this year and maintain my diehard status? And you may be like, well, no games. You, diehards watch every single game. Mm-hmm. I'm giving fans a pass, though. This is, like, we've never gone through anything like this. The worst of the worst before the, the last two years was, you know, going like 12 and 19 with Denny. <laughs> or going to the NIT with Rick. Or having David Padgett almost get us to the NCAA tournament, but falling just shy because of fluky lost to, fluky lost to, to Virginia. Four games at Louisville is, it should be impossible. It almost is impossible. I still don't know how it happened. And if you are, are, however you have to get through the next five months, I'm giving you a pass. I I say that I don't tell people how to fan. I'm going to be fan king right now. You get a pass from me. You get a pass from Trevor. You get a pass from the entire court of of Louisville fan executives. Whatever you have to do to get through this five-month period in one piece, you do it. If it's watching every game because that's what you feel like you have to do, Trevor and I are going to be right there. We're going to watch every game. We're going to talk about every game. If you feel like you need to skip games because you just can't, skip games because you just can't. If you want to start watching every game and then you feel so mad that you think it's going to ruin your entire day so you turn it off after 12 minutes, do that. However we can all get through this and survive is what we need to do. No judging. No judgment from me whatsoever. Texas, what I don't get is KP was an NBA assistant. You can't be inept and get that job. Now, I don't know why a core four didn't play. Not having a best five yet concerns me most. We certainly don't. Why didn't a core four play? Great question. No idea. No idea if he's hurt. No idea if he just isn't good. I mean, everybody else played except for Dino. Karan Davis did not play. Danilo Danilo Yovanovich did play. Yeah, he plays. I see everybody but him played double-digit minutes anyway, but yeah. Yeah. I forgot Karan didn't play either. Putting Danilo in the game when it was like we're down by three and it was like six minutes left. I'm like, here's the answer. This is great. And Danilo Yvonne did not look like a diamond in the rough last night when he was in there. I was like, eh, he doesn't not. he look like a character warrior? Well, the hair was great. Oh, well, good. I enjoyed the hair. Texas, when Kenny Payne describes a desperate defense, what does he even mean? I've heard it multiple times, and the more I hear it, the more confused I get. I don't think that Kenny knows what he's talking about. I don't think he has a vision in mind when he uses these general terms. Like You give him the benefit of the doubt at first because – you're like, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Like, I don't think he, he even knows what he's talking about. Who uses words more that they don't know what they actually mean, me or Kenny Payne? <laughs> Not going to answer that question. <laughs> he pronounces them correctly. I just don't think he knows what the terms mean. Oh, well, let's step up, I guess. <laughs> I wonder if he calls Danilo Dino. <laughs> he might as well. He doesn't even know he's playing in his own game. Texas says Radio Gold. I have no idea what they're referencing, but I'm going to assume it's <laughs> Right before that was Boner City, USA. <laughs> Texture says, John Calipari turns his roster every year and built a Hall of Fame career of it. Kenny is delusional. Yeah. Texture says, did Louisville lose in a scrimmage to Bellarmine by 20? That was a rumor that was out there. I, my understanding is that was not true. I can believe it, though, if it is, it did happen. I don't think it, it, it did. I, I know it didn't happen. But, but would you believe it's possible? At this point, Trev, I, I would believe they lost a scrimmage to Trinity by 20 and be like, oh, that's 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 terrible, but not shocked. <laughs> Travis is trying to find a high school boys team to take on the Las Vegas Aces. <laughs> Maybe he should pick us. <laughs> I mean, the Aces would wipe the floor with us. Cost collect a million bucks on that. <laughs> Texas says, let's talk uh, disconnect, Kenny. 
Saying it's bad that your big man had no points or rebounds and he played zero minutes. Yeah, the, it was it was a tough look. I, I feel worse for a core for than anybody. It's like that's true. I, I agree. Yeah. It's like, what do you want me to do? Like, why am I getting mentioned with these guys? Texas the interim head coach Milt Wagner leading us in the UK game. Oh God. <laughs> My worst fear the the fear that I had the moment we started. I think before we even hired Kenny Payne of us losing DJ Wagner to UK and then Kenny and Milt like. Bro hugging him in the yucking it up in the handshake line after he dropped forty on us. It's coming closer and closer to being fact. Like oh, it's I, gonna happen. I had this vision. And it's, know, it's going to be realized. I don't know if DJ's gonna drop forty on us. I can't confirm that. But we will lose by forty. And they'll Kenny, be laughing. And Kenny will be giggling and he'll be smiling. And he'll be hugging Cal and he'll be hugging the DJ and and it'll just out I just feel nauseous already thinking about it. Texas says it's an absolute skill to get guys to hustle, play hard, and play above even what they think they can. And at this point, I think it's a proven skill that he does not have. And if a coach doesn't have that skill, they better be able to recruit their butts off. And we've been told for two years that there's zero talent on the team. I agree with all that. Like when he talks about like I just he's like these guys just aren't they're not, they're not playing hard enough. They're not motivated. That's quite literally what you are paid to do. You are paid like he every time he talks, he acts like he's not the head coach. <laughs> and. Like I told him to get pain touches. They don't get pain touches. Told the four's got to run down and post up. Uh, after the five gets the rebound, he doesn't run down. He runs to the perimeter. That's your job to make sure that you're explaining things that are wrong. Explain them to the team. I've told you, I, he, he is Emilio Estevez at the beginning of Mighty Ducks coaching. He's just yelling at these kids, telling them what to do, but has no idea how to tell them how to do it. I mean, cocky lawyer Gordon Bombay at the beginning of that movie still takes this team to 15 wins. I mean, I agree. I would, beats I Wesley would, in by eight. I would take any coach in that hockey league right now over Kenny Payne. The Cardinals coach who let their players get the mumps beats, beats <laughs> Wesley in by 15. Yes. What was the Jets who had to forfeit at 1.2 or something? I mean. That Trinidad and Tobago coach in D2 beats Wesley in by 20. I, but that's what he – but honestly, that's what kind of reminds me because we hear – I mean, I'm not saying Kenny Payne doesn't know the game of basketball. The guy knows the game of basketball. I mean, but clearly, yeah. But there's more to coaching, and this texture points out, and I don't think it's a secret, to coaching than just knowing the game of basketball. I can read off facts. It doesn't mean I, I mean, I can do something. So, I mean, that's that's what I did. That's why I see what KB just yelling and telling these kids. He, he, he knows what they need to do. He knows what he needs to teach them to do. He says no idea how to do it. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's, that's, that's a problem. I mean, that's great for an assistant coach when he can play, you know, the good guy to the bad guy coach or something, you know, in some ways and, and have his and head. No, it's just not working. It's, it's not working. It's done. Get over with us. Cut our losses. Move on. Texas, if you switch the head coaches last night, UofL wins by 30. I don't know about 30, but you know what I say? I probably agree. I don't even know who the hell their coach is in Teddy Wesleyan. I don't care. I've talked, talked like five times. And I don't. Drew it, Cooper. Say next probably. Oh, yeah, DJ Cooper. Uh, I mean, you could take any of their assistants, and I would probably say they would and switch them, and they'd be this. We'd, we'd win the, we'd win the game. What's the old saying? Like people would always, the most complimentary thing they could say about Rick Pitino is, you know, he'd, he'd beat you by 20 during you know, some sort of, like, exhibition game, and then you would switch rosters, and he'd beat you again by 20 with your players. I think it's the opposite with with, with right now with our guy. Speaking like, of, he'll did, lose to you by 20 with your players. Did St. Did John's lose to have an exhibition They game? lost their exhibition game to okay. Pace, which a lot of people have pointed out on – they I lost saw, on I Sunday. Now, it should be mentioned – first of all, it's bad. They, they, you should not lose an exhibition game to Pace College, but their best player, Joel Soriano, their big man, did not play in the game. And, like, I don't even know what Pace is. The difference is, you know – Patino 
has a proven track record. Yeah. Like, you can lose those games and be like, well, that's a little discouraging. But well, we, the guys won multiple national titles. I feel like we're probably going to be okay. And with us, it's like, oh, we lost an exhibition game. That's a little discouraging. We did the same thing last year. How'd that season turn out? It's like, oh, we won four games. So it's a it's a little bit of a different scenario. I don't know. We're coming, but for examples you brought up earlier, Patino, who almost lost an exhibition game, was it to whoever back in Georgetown? Yeah, and then we end up going, you know, number four seed that year. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, five o'clock hour is up. We'll get to as many texts as we can. Continue this conversation. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. Happy Halloween to you from all of us here at the Big X. It did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM, WXVW, Jeffersonville, W230CK, Jeffersonville. Don't we love it now? I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red. Another song that I hear approximately 17,000 times a day. I come to hear Trevor to get away from these songs. I even played it last year and you were like, this is the first time I've ever heard this. I'm like, this is the 800,000th time that I've heard this. This is the second time I've heard this song if I heard it last year then. Everyone I've never watched. I've never, I've never watched the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. We, I hadn't until I had kids. Did not think I was going to be doing that. Other than, other than the original Batman, I could do without watching anything Tim Burton. Really, I'm not a Big, big Fish fan. is great. I like Big Fish. Yeah, I've never actually. No, I haven't seen that one. I've, I've seen Edward Scissorhands. I've seen. I like Edward Scissorhands. It's uh, weird, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, what was? I'm trying to think what else he's done. I'm trying, I'm, I mean, the Planet of the Apes was awful. Yeah, it was. There's something else. Something we're forgetting. There's, there's another bigger movie. Beetlejuice. There. Was he Tim? Okay, I'll give you Beetlejuice. I liked Beetlejuice. I, you I'll strike play. me as a Beetlejuice kid. Yeah, I'll, 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 I liked Beetlejuice. So, I guess I can't say I don't like everything. Pee Wee. I liked as a kid. I mean, the nostalgic of it. Okay. So weird. Tim Burton's resume is kind of unusual, isn't it? It is. Hey, Louisville <laughs> lost an exhibition basketball game last night. Can we talk more about Tim Burton's disorder? Well, we got to get it early today. So we, we have, like, legit, like, 65 texts to try and, and, and cycle through here. <laughs> you're exaggerating. You're just yeah, on the text a lot. machine. There's a lot know. going on. We, we'll get to as much as we can. Reminder, we've got the college football playoff rankings coming out tonight uh, between 7 to 8 on ESPN. Catch where Louisville is. Feel good about yourself. Feel better about the athletic program. All that good stuff. It's going down. Keep Just, just keep reminding yourself. Football. 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 Marcus Vick stomp. F them. Football. 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 Text line, 502-1450. I'm going to assume we're not going to get to many uh, football texts here. But football. we'll do as many as we can before we get out of here and do some trick-or-treating. Texter says, can we invite Tyler from Clemson to Kenny's next press conference? <laughs> Tyler. I wish we could get – can we talk more about that tomorrow, I guess? Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I mean, because I, I almost want to play the whole rant also. I know it's like five minutes long, but it's just so great. I thought it was like a 10-second clip when I started playing it, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, he's still going. Did you listen to his rant and then listen to Tyler's call, or did you listen to both together? I've never heard Tyler's call. I just Oh, you I haven't? Heard okay. It start with his rant. See, I heard the rant, and I, like, the first thing I did was, like, I got to hear Tyler's call. Like, what could he have said to make him so mad? It's, I mean, it's just a normal kind of generic call-in show right. call. I mean, it's not really 
And he he does he does say like something around the lines like if we're gonna pay eleven million for four and four record. Can we just bring back Terry Bowden? <laughs> I like that. I thought it was. I knew that he called him a smart ass, so I assumed it was something like that. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. When he starts doing the Tyler. Tyler. Why don't you do a better job than me, Tyler? Debo's so done. Like, I don't even disagree with what he's saying, but he's the way that he's that defensive, just he's, he's oh, done. That it's tells, over. Yeah, he's he's maybe after next year, unless they go ten or eleven wins, he's he's it's bouncing. Done. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Texas says the Lions had to wear those gray uniforms per the NFL rules because they have to wear uh alt helmets with alt jerseys. Dumb rule. That is I don't dumb. I, don't that, know I think there's gonna be a way to better way to combo that though. Texture says, uh, Mike, I'm not denying that UofL is a top 10 program, but I feel like y'all started calling yourselves a blue blood these last couple of years as a coping mechanism for sucking so bad. Your thoughts? I feel like we, I mean, we never used blue blood. Yeah, the, the, the term blue blood is so, like, generic, though. I mean, it's like there's really no definition to it. No, I mean, people talk about the blue bloods and the new bloods and all this stuff. I mean, it, if you're doing yeah. tiers, I mean, if you want to say it's Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, and then there's a cutoff, I'm fine with that. Like, I mean, we don't have the we, we don't have the 1930s and 1940s history that some of these programs do. Or UCLA's 60s. Or UC, yeah, yeah. You know, we we just don't. And you know, we've had a, a couple of runs in the 90s, and now now we were the team in the 80s, though. We were the team in the 80s, and obviously under Patino, we had a great run. Yeah. But the last uh, you know the last eight years have been really bad. The 90s were not great. So you know, there's uh, you if you want to say we're not a blue blood, I'm fine with that. Texas says Louisville had more free throw attempts. Then rebounds last night. That's great. At least we got to the free throw line. That just shows me there's, I mean, because it's, it's the one positive in the entire game I can come up with. Texas says, I appreciate both of your stupid voices on the radio today. Thank you. Thank you. So we had high school kids doing the ACC Network halftime report. Yep, that's true. Uh, so yeah, nobody man. with general common sense and a three-year-old's level of understanding of the game of basketball actually thought KP would turn it around this year. Kind of. There's St. Margaret Mary about to average more fans at their third grade girls C team games. Yeah, not surprised. We're not. Hey, we're not. We're, we're not set on St. Margaret. We still have to be wooed. We we got to be wooed here. We don't know where we're going yet. Honest to God, I would rather cancel the season now than go through what we went through last year. Finally, the joke is on us. The dude who left to go to Australia knew exactly what he was doing. Smartest guy on the team. I mean, yeah, we've got guys. We should have known before the season began. We had coaches and players jumping ship. The coach had to come back though because he didn't get hired. Look, and players who have left, I don't, I mean, there are stories that can be told, I think, if this does end, but players who have left, their families have not been shy about saying stuff. I haven't seen anything publicly out there, but. Well, not not publicly. Oh, okay. There's just someone asked Kenny his defensive principles after the game, and he, of course, said nothing of substance. The only thing that he could say was that he wants to get 10 kills, or uh, to get uh, to get kills, he just absolutely has no idea what he's doing. That was Chris Mack's thing. Kills are, are, are three straight stops, and mm. he always charted that. I don't. I mean, I don't think Kenny knows what he's what, like. What he wants his defensive philosophy to be. Did we ever have three straight stops in last night's game? I'm sure we did. They they made like they were like three of eighteen from the field. Yeah, but they the kept game. getting second chance points. I mean, well, they would then they would have made more than three shots out <laughs> of their first eighteen. Do you understand? No, I got thirteen in math. Go on. Okay. Texas says, uh, "Were you the guy, Plenty Bro?" Were you guys the type to be generous and take only two candies when the treat bowl was out unsupervised for Halloween? Oh, no. Or will you, were you the type to derail the entire bowl with zero remorse? I, I was definitely the rule follower. I, I know. I poured it into my. I poured the whole thing into my bag. If it said take one, I was taking one. I took the whole. I took one as in one whole bowl. 
I'm not shocked by either of our answers. There's only one house in my neighborhood that did that, though. I, and I, I, it was the farmhouse. If anybody knows Briarwood, they know the farmhouse. See, we'll do that tonight because, you know, we're out trick-or-treating. We have nobody at the house. That's so, true, So yeah. we'll put it on the, you know, a lot of people uh, like on our street around us have kids, and they're the same way. And So I think I'm going to stop and buy some candy on the way home. The fortune cookie update? I just, I'm not worried about, like, people egging or anything. I just don't want to be that house. I don't want to well, be yeah. like. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be the house like the neighborhood. The kids are like talking about like, like it's one thing. I'm the house with the, that won't take down the Louisville banner, or I'm the house that has you know the dogs that bark loudly all the time, or and the, dog poop everywhere. And the, it's in the backyard. Uh, or I'm the house you What's know that had the, the the Prius in front of it broken down for a year and a half. You know, I, I want to be that house. I want to be the house that you know has the pole at the end of the, the driveway that every dog has to pee on because it's been the most popular pole in the neighborhood for 30 years. I want to be that. I don't want to be that house that goes, oh, yeah, that's the one that gives out fortune cookies on Halloween. You'll be stigmatized forever. Every I, kid yeah. that passes your house for the entire year will be like, that's fortune cookie house. So I think I'm going to stop them about, like, whole, like I'm, I'm going I'm gonna to go, I'm just going to, like, overcorrect and just buy, like, the, the full-size, like, Twix and stuff and just hand those out. Full bars? That's a quick 180. Nah, you tell me about it. Texas, I'm a tech man, TK. <laughs> He's a tech man. Texas, I love the Dabo rant. It's almost everything every coach would love to say to ignorant know-it-all fans. Oh, for sure. It was. I mean, it's just, it's just hard. He's not wrong about it, about any of that, but it's just the fact that you're going to do it and not take the high road just says to me that you are, you're feeling the, the pressure. Plus, it kind of came up, if I'm not even like a mad fan of Clemson, I would have been a little insulted because there was one point where he goes, it took 35 years for you to win a national title until I got here. Oh, yeah. He's definitely playing and I'm like, Savior oh, Complex. yeah. Like, dude, that, that would have, like, if I, I would, that would have pissed me off a little bit as I'm a Clemson fan hearing that. Texas says, are we going to discuss, True, but- are, are we going to discuss the Kenny is a UK plant theory again? I have trouble believing he's heralded far and wide in the basketball world, and this is the best he's capable of here suddenly. No, I think he's just an idiot. <laughs> as a head coach. It's an head coach. Three's great Sudoku. Texas says, I can't believe this is a legit question, but could Mark Lieberman be appointed interim if KP gets let go in the season, or do you have to promote a coach on the staff? I mean, I think you can do whatever you want, but I, I can't imagine they would go outside of the staff to promote, to put to hire somebody. In the middle of a season, not to yeah. unheard of. I can't. I, I would. I would. I can't imagine you find that anywhere. Short of maybe like the whole staff having to be replaced because of scandal. That I don't remember that being on that happening. Texas says, did we already address the fact that Trevor set the bar too damn high with his ACT score? <laughs> I'm whooping KP this year. I hadn't even thought about it. Should I have gotten more stoned and like less tried? I mean, 14. I don't know if we're going to get there. I don't know if it's happening. Texture says the texture is spot on. I actually thought the same thing about the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. I have to go back and listen to that now. Texture also from Friday says TJ doesn't know who Drew Barrymore is. How do you know who Drew Barrymore is? Come on, TJ. You're not that young. It doesn't even match. Drew Barrymore is still relevant, right? Just a show. Yeah, talk. I mean, talk show, right? Yeah, I mean, I know she had the the '90s where she took the time off for rehab and and all that stuff. Then she came back with a vengeance. Yeah, with the whole and that's right in TJ's wheelhouse of age with the whole um, Charlie's Angel stuff, right? TJ knows who Drew Barrymore is. I don't yeah. know what that text means. I agree. Yeah, Texas, can we make this the only day that we talk about basketball, please, and flip right back to football talk? Yeah, as we get. I mean, tomorrow we'll have you know shenanigans, Halloween reaction, and and all that stuff, and then Thursday, Friday will be mostly entire focus on Virginia Tech and football and all that good stuff. There'll probably be a little bit of carryover from, from basketball, but we get to react to the the CFP playoff rankings tonight and, mm-hmm. and 
We'll talk about the Dabo thing. We'll do, I mean, there's some other stuff. We didn't really get deep into the, the new scheduling for the ACC because this has taken so much uh, so much focus. Who is but, our, when is our next game? Number, number six? Okay. What? I, was, I couldn't remember when our next basketball game was. was A week from yesterday. First yeah. game of the year. Yeah. UMBC. Yep. Bad night to be a retriever. I wonder what Monday night football game is that night. Texas, as a middle school counselor, I can tell you I would much rather have my students be out trick-or-treating than some of the other shenanigans I know they get into. Too many of these kids think they're already grown and act that way. Let's let them be kids for as long as possible, please. I'm fine with that. I, yeah, if you want to be... Well, we, well, I don't, was anybody denying trick-or-treating? Well, no, no, I, I think it's a... You know, we were talking about the age cutoff for... Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean... So middle school, yeah, that's where we were, yeah, we were talking about. I, I mean, yeah, you're. I, I mean, 10, 11, 12, I guess it's not that bad. Maybe it's, I'm just an exception because I just never got to trick-or-treating anyway. I think I stopped, like, seventh grade. I think when I was, like, 13. I don't think I was done. I think by, like, 11, I realized, like, I was like, dude, why would I walk around and ask for candy and just go to the store? That's sort of, like, the thing, <laughs> like my house always had candy because my mom was, was, she tutored and she had, like, a treat basket. So we always had a candy that I liked in the house. Yeah, well, and I so lived, I'd go out there and be like, well, I don't even like half this candy. Like, I lived this, a very close bike ride away from a, from a, from a convenience store that, uh, you know, that I could just ride up there and now it's a Mexican grocery, but... You know, I'd try to bring and you know buy all the candy I wanted all the time. Texas, the look on my father's face after he found out that Louisville lost last night and said, "I'm not sure I can go through another U of L basketball season like that again." It made me want to die inside. He's watched almost every basketball and football game since the late '90s, and he just didn't want to watch basketball anymore. Just I mean, sad. Yeah, I mean, my dad's talking about you know he's he's watched every game his entire life. He's 70, uh, 77 now. And he's talking to me. He's like, yeah. he's like, I hope we can get this thing righted before I like die. I'm ready. To, I'm like, geez, Dad. I'm like, this not be. But you know, I, I, me too. At this point, like, <laughs> <laughs> me too, Glenn. I'm like, it's been. I'm with you, buddy. My thirties have treated me poorly <laughs> from a fan perspective, and I'm starting to wonder if it's going to start carrying over into my forties. Texas says, uh, will Clark White or James be one of the slowest backcourts in the country? We did not look overly athletic last night. That's what against Kentucky Wesleyan. It's not good. Texas says, well, if we had Bob Huggins as the interim, no. I mean, we'd be no. better. Well, of course we'd be better. But would you be willing to give up being better, Bobby? Would you, would you take Bobby Huggins to be an improved team right now? Like long-term? We're just team for this year alone. Maybe for two years. How much better are we talking? Like, can we make the NCAA tournament with Bob Huggins? With this roster, I don't know if we'd make the NCAA tournament. Then no. I think we'd be competitive. No. I say no. Texas, it's time to bring Mick home. Yeah, Mick's ain't coming back to this. Would you take Mick Cronin now? Oh, come on. Don't even hesitate. Short term? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll take Mick as long as you want Bobby back. Well, no. I'm, but Bobby back? He's never been here. There's no back about well, it. Well, I mean, as, as, an inter, as an interim, yeah. Texas, screw you, Andre McGee. This is all your fault. You know that is really to blame? That damn Sebastian Telfair. I love how this Texas, all the other texts was from like September. Like, Morehead isn't the longer scholarship. <laughs> neither, neither are we, Texter. <laughs> Texas, Peyton Steve is interim head coach. Sure. I would take not? it. I, let Harlow do it for all. I don't give a bleep. Texas, I just don't understand why we can't run an offense. The talent is not good enough to play freely. I mean, Texter, I, yeah. I, I don't even know what offense we're supposed to be running, to be honest with you. Texas, the real question is, how does Jerry Eves feel today? We lost to those guys. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know. Texas, did a core four play? No. Nope. I was told that apparently, I don't know, somebody on the show, I guess, was said that KB, the, the hit was is he didn't match up well last night. 
<laughs> so we play the guys that did match look, up well. I can lost. feel your facial expression through the cement wall. Talking about a 6'9 dude who doesn't match up well with Knuggy Wesleyan. Who needs a camera? I look and feel your face right now looking at me with that statement. Yeah, I, I've got nothing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what, what do you say to that? Nothing. The 6'9, 260 pound guy doesn't match up well against a 6'5 power forward. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope that that's not true. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a caller or something. I just had somebody text me today, listen to Dina Show, and that was said. If he's still listening, he can reiterate. He can maybe. I think Kenny just says things at this point. I don't even think he <laughs> thinks about it. I would, I'm laughing because I can't cry anymore. I'm out of tears. He's like Michael Scott just starting talking about yeah. with no idea of where a sentence is going to go. Just kind of, you know, I, I, it's like when, uh, when I think they asked uh, Brian, asked Peter one time, like, do you hear yourself? I zone in and out. That, that's how you <laughs> end up with quotes about spirit children. <laughs> that's, I think I, that's where I think he is. Texture says, Mike, TK, love you guys. I don't know how we will survive another year of this. I simply cannot force myself to watch this basketball team anymore. Well, I mean, I watched every game last year. The problem is I used up all of my self-deprecating jokes last year. I know. I'm dry. I've got nothing. I've got nothing in the well. I've got nothing to go to. It's just going to be pure despair for five months if it plays out like it did last year. Well, we didn't didn't think we'd had to pull them all out in one season when we win four games. I was pulling them out left and right. I just kept pulling it out. Couldn't keep it in the pants. Texas, if we consider that maybe KP just really wants to be Patino, and that's why we lost. Maybe. Maybe. Texas, uh, James says, Trevor, would you take making UofL making the Final Four or you get to hook up with Allison from Hocus Pocus? The latter in reality is sadly much more likely. <laughs> well, unlike Scoots, I want I want I want I want current Allison, not 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 Hocus Pocus Allison. You know, I think she was like she's probably above eighteen. Yeah, I think she was. Um, Still, <laughs> no comment. Um, I've been I've seen a Final Four national title. I want Allison. Screw you guys. I love that. That's more likely. <laughs> probably is. Ray Donovan. That's the show she does nudity on. Just popped in my head. <laughs> I don't know why. Texas Mike's best quotes today are that junior Goodwill Games coaches from D two are better than KP. Uh, Texas, if this team was getting six Steves a game, we'd be unstoppable. We need Steve. We need Steves back. Steve entries. <laughs> Texas, how much do we lose to Texas by? I don't. I. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking about I, UMBC. I feel bad. I love. I love you. Love you, Jody. Last night he made a comment and just made me almost cry. When they were showing the schedule, and he was like, "Now, like, look, there's a Texas game, which, in all hindsight, would be Louisville's first loss." I'm like, "No, no, it won't." <laughs> there were a couple of times where Jody was like, "This Kentucky Wesleyan team, like, really, like, they're gonna they're gonna turn a lot of heads this year." And I was like, "Oh, we're, I was like, we can't do this, we, not tonight." <laughs> His schedule's like, the Texas game is when we're gonna find out maybe what this Louisville team's made of. I'm like, I think we're finding out a lot right now, Jody. Like, as they flash the score with us down to Kentucky Wesleyan by seven points, and I don't know how much of the game you watched on volume. But nothing summed up that entire game better. And Kent made a joke about it. Was the baby crying in the background during the second half? Did you catch that? It felt appropriate. I don't know if you heard that or not, but you could hear the, some poor kids. Like I guess they were sitting right behind the announcers, and the, the place is so empty. You can hear this kid crying. And Kent even pointed out at one point, he's just like, you know, like somebody's not having a good game. I'm like, no, I think that's KP. 
that we hear. Texas haven't heard the show yet, but have you talked about how we have no consistent screen defense and no one who boxes out and that awful shot selection? We've talked about it all, my friends. The podcast will be out at some point. You can hear the first hour of just pure ranting. <laughs> Texas, let's talk about it. 2024 wish list. <laughs> one, Jay Wright. Two, Scott Drew. Three, Mick Cronin. Four, Sean Miller. Five, Jerome Tang. F, why not? Can't be worse. Richard Pitino. I would take Richard Pitino right now. I mean, I, I would take Michael Patino right now. I, I, I would take the, the ones that aren't even in coaching. I would take the I would take one that's not even related, and his name's Patino. I think Bob Patino. I mean, I, Jack, he sells insurance in, in, in Wyoming. I know Jacqueline, Rick's daughter, is pregnant, and like she's about to have another kid. I would take that unborn baby at this point, that Patino, to coach the team. <laughs> would you take Cragthorpe to coach this team? Yes. I mean, seriously, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? We win four games. My bad. Classic crack. One four. Last time we saw him, he was winning four games. Texture says, I would rather be TK's 24-7 on-call, on-call DoorDash driver for the next five months than be forced to watch the entirety of every game this season. I get a 24-7 DoorDash driver? That'd be awesome. Texture says, KP said Emmanuel Corfort didn't play because he didn't like the matchup against KWC Center. I, I mean, I, I no. I, I'm not willing to entertain this. I'm not willing to talk about this. I mean, if that was said, I mean, I, I didn't hear that. I didn't get to watch the whole press conference. I only saw the clips. So, I mean, maybe there was a part of it I missed. If he did say that, though, come on. I watched it. I'm assuming that was with the in the interview with Valvano. Because the, I mean, I, the only thing that I did hear him say is he was justifying not playing Dennis Evans more than five minutes in the second half. And he did say, you know, they moved their four to the five. And they would you know, the, the five place more on the perimeter, and, and he would bring Dennis out, and so he sort of negated the advantage that you had inside with Dennis. Which I still, I mean, he's, he's going to have a lot of guys can do that nowadays. He's going to have to figure out how to play that way if you're going to stay in this man-to-man defense. But saying that a core four couldn't play against their one of their makes no sense whatsoever. Like he's more of a four than a, a five naturally, anyway. What's sad is I want to be I want to be able to say like you know don't don't. Switch to zone. This team can't run a man man, but when they run zone, they look just as lost. So I mean, last year our zone was the worst thing. I mean, just I mean, so we need to go back to YMCA bitty ball and like have them stand on X's <laughs> and just be like, this you don't move from here. Can we lower the basket too? <laughs> and then when they shoot it, just try to get the rebound. Like this is that that's the new defense. Well, getting a rebound, that's yeah, good luck. Well, maybe we better in this system. Texas did one season under KP kill Brendan Huntley Hatfield's desire to play basketball. I don't know how much that desire was there to begin with, Texter. I hate to tell you that. Texas says today's Wordle was bleak. It was well, I haven't done Wordle in a while. Are you still doing Wordle? No, I'm still doing it. I, I, I think I haven't done Wordle months. I, I, I just got bad. I fell off of it. Yeah, the word actually was bleak. Was it really? Yeah, it was appropriate. I'm going to go under deep my, my one now. Well, I think yesterday it was phony. <laughs> it's serious. Eerie. It's very eerie, actually. Texas says, who's our next coach, Mike? Kelvin Sampson? I would, I would kill to have Kelvin Sampson here. Are you kidding me? I would give up my left foot for Kelvin Sampson as our basketball coach. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably losing eventually at some point anyway. I might as well get him out of it. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I mean, come on. I mean, I would I'm like, I'd give up three fans. I'd I'd give I'd have my hand like the woman who married Christopher uh, Walt uh, Chris Walken in Joe Dirt. Where the, the they bit the alligator bit off three of her fingers. Uh-huh. I would go with my hand like that to get Kelvin Sampson, not my right hand, my left hand. To get Kelvin Sampson right now. Texas, do you think that Mac will coach again, or is he done? I think he'll coach again. Yeah, I, I think he, he waited. His um, they moved to Florida, so his 
oldest daughter is going to a school in she's playing volleyball at a school in Florida. The youngest one's going to IMG Academy now, and I believe she's she's going to go play volleyball at Vanderbilt next year. Nice. So I think when he gets the daughters out of like his plan, my understanding was from the moment that he left U of L was he once the girls graduated high school he was going to get back into coaching. So because the son's like in elementary he's young. school, yeah, yeah he's, he's young. young. Yeah. Texas says, "What happened to Mike Show with Master P?" Bringing it back this week. <laughs> New episode coming tomorrow. I would rather let Master P coach this team. You kidding me? Yeah, he coached AAU. <laughs> he's absolutely winning ten games this year with this team. He said that with such confidence. I mean, he's he, got, co- he coached AAU. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here saying that like babies would would lead this team to ten games. I think Master P could definitely lead this team to ten games. Is this kid injured or is he just, am I missing? So he didn't play last. Didn't night. play last night. He played in the first exhibition game. Here's Mike. As Titus called you today to have you on the show this week, seems appropriate time for the request once again. He's thankfully stayed away from it. Have not heard from him. Don't want to hear from him. Texas, the player's body language is bad enough, but whenever I have to look at the bench and see three of our four coaches just sitting on their hands with blank expressions on their faces, just watching things happening as we are getting out tough by a D2 school, it's just mortifying. It's not great. It's not encouraging. It's bad. I mean, I just want, like, one KP, at least just act like Hal McRae or something at the end of a game after this. Just do that for me. Throw a phone and hit a reporter in the head. Just do something. Your boy says Sarah said Trevor's house is going to get egged. He'll probably be the one egging it. Probably. No one say. There's a, he also makes a good point that knowing, if we look at prior precedent, Kenny's probably going to be back on John Calipari's staff. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. It's very likely that he would end I up would, back there. Yeah, I mean, his Knicks, the Knicks job he had, that, that's gone, right? Yeah, I would imagine. So, yeah, he'll oh, – yeah, I dodged the donuts. He's in. Yeah, he's on. He's back in UK staff within two years of being released from here. Texas Mike, your dad liked my tweet about the main lesson being you never hire from the Cal coaching tree. It made my night even better. Yeah, nice. We're all in agreement there. I think. Love my big rant. Texas TK, TK, quit mumbling into the mic. I can't hear you. I didn't know I was mumbling. Was I mumbling? Sound fine to me. Uh, maybe I did mumble. Trust me. You know, if you're a KB fan, you don't want to hear anything I have to say today anyway. Texas says, Jody Demling said, try to get a steal before you foul. There was 1.3 seconds left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, okay, this is annoying, but, like, they had no timeouts left. You're down by two, or was it one at, one at a time with 1.3 seconds or whatever. Why call timeout after you made that basket? Why not let them try to, to, to let chaos uh, ensue and call? Why would you call a timeout and let them put together a play? Which they did and threw it deep. Again, that's another, that's another coaching brain fart. Texas college teams run offense. KP's concepts crap is delusional. I, the best college teams typically do have set offensive. They have sets where you can run dozens of plays out of those sets. We do not. Texas, didn't, didn't Kenny just say on Friday that NBA guys raved about his team? Well, no, they said that they were, they were going to be the, a well-conditioned team. Which we're talking about, I was like, I don't know if like Trey White wants to hear that. Like, oh, you're going to be the most conditioned team in college. But what about my skill set? Do you see me as an NBA player? I mean, I guess for positive, did we look tired last night after the game? Uh, neither team really looked tired. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, congratulations, KP. Success in, successful job in something, I guess. Texas at least Zan Payne didn't play. Zan is hurt. No, he's not. He's just he's faking it. I that was believe. so. The first thing that I hear when I get uh, <laughs> when I get into the car after I leave here is I turn on the the, the broadcast. 
970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. And it's Jody talking. He's like, Zan Payne is literally, he's like, I heard from a little bird before the game that Zan's going to be out tonight with an injury again, but he's shooting around in front of me and he looks pretty good. And I was like, well, thank God. Now, now we're good to go. But then he didn't play last night. And so I was like, when Zan gets back, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I agree. Uh, we got to get out of here. It's, it's, it's trick or treating night. We, we, we got to do Halloween stuff. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, I will say one thing. Just ask me if I'm going to AW. I am. I just don't have a ticket yet, actually. You you should be able to find one, right? Oh, tickets are no. Getting a ticket. The thing is, and I've made this point before. Like, I don't go. I don't leave the house that often, right? This is true. So when I do, I like to go kind of all out with, with when if I'm going to something. If I'm going to go to an event, I'm like I did last time. I'm I want I want the best available I can do. I'm I'm, I'm going to make take advantage of my few times I leave the house. So, and nothing against, like, some of the, the middle-level seats. I just... I'm, Too good for that? Kind of, yeah. I don't like, for that. I want, I want to, like, I want to be ringside. I want, I, I, I'm spoiled now. And there are one ringside seats that are, like, right there, like, on the aisle. But, I don't know. I'm, regardless, if I, even if I can't get a good seat tomorrow during the show, I'll buy a ticket and then still leave here after the show. Because I'm going. I'm not going to miss AW's first time in Louisville. I'm not going to get... Plus, it's a great show book tomorrow night. Orange Cassidy's wrestling, right? Or um, against Claudio, my fa- two, two of my favorite wrestlers, yeah. Uh, Trev, tonight, Maction is back. No more losing money on Conference USA Tuesday games. we got Maction back. 7.30 ESPN2, Buffalo 3-1 and one in the MAC on the road, taking on Toledo, who's 7-1 and one overall and 4-0 and oh in the MAC. Toledo, 15-point favorite to you guys. Who covers? Uh, who's Toledo playing? Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo Soldier. I'm going to take uh, Buffalo tonight. Covering or, or straight up? What was the spread? 15. Straight up. Ooh, okay. Big upset. Uh, I will take Toledo to win, but I'm going to go Buffalo to cover. They had preseason expectations. Oh, fade me now. I'm I'm, I'm, serious. I'm still like 2-12 and 12 in MAC action on weekdays. And uh, World Series. I wasn't even really on that one. So. <laughs> World Series game four. Rangers lead 2-1 to one as they get back underway tonight. It's going to be first pitch at 8.03 on Fox. Haney versus... Um, Mantiply, the number four guy for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Arizona's a slight favorite at home. Who you got here? <sighs> Rangers take the take three one lead. I got you too. I've been wrong about the last two games in the series. I think the Rangers win this one. Yeah, I think the I think this might be the Rangers year. Ron Washington, this is for you, buddy. All right, happy Halloween to everybody. Stay safe out there. Have a good time, and we'll be back tomorrow at three o'clock. Go Cards. Go Halloween. Go football. Go egg rolls. Something strange Come with us and you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween This is Halloween Come and scream in the dead of night This is Halloween Everybody make a scene Trick or treat Till the neighbors gonna die of fright It's our town